What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Billy F. Gates, a.k.a. Steaming Billy Beeman. With This is your fantasy podcast. I'm here with the guys. We got the Cobra. We got the truth. And we got Big Ed. We have no show, Jose. Um, You know what I'm saying? But I want to wish my brother a, a happy 36th birthday, man. So it was yesterday. So salute. I know he's probably out partying. Probably not partying, but you know. No call, no show, man. That's how that. No that's show, how Jose, man. I like you. That was smooth. He's got to have that as a name when he comes on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, you, how you guys doing tonight, man? Uh, Mr. Cobra over there? Doing good. Yeah, good to be back after missing last week. Um, no, I got the Kings game on my phone, so I'll be updated as we go. Oh, stop it. Hey, yeah, shout out to the Kings, man. We up right now uh, 50 to 46. Hopefully we light that beam and we clinch a playoff spot. <clears throat> you got a liquor love? No liquor love? We got that dub today. Oh, oh go ahead. Man, shout him out. You got that liquor That's love today. I can't, I can't do that. That's against the law. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we, we, we took care of business today. <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, you already know. I can't, I can't do that for the Warriors. I can't do that for the Lakers. It's all good, man. You can, you can show some, uh, some dub nation. <laughs> show them some, some love, man. We took the dub yesterday. Hey, shout out to all the West teams that are winning games. There you go. I'll say there it like go. that. There you go. <laughs> What's up, What's up? How you guys doing tonight? It's all good, man. All good, man. Doing all right. Big Ant, you doing good too? I'm doing great. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. We got a, a great show for you guys tonight, man. You know, we got some uh, NFL news. We got some. Hold on, real quick. I got something in my ear that's annoying. Let me do that. There we go. My bad. So, what are we talking about tonight? We talking about uh, some NFL news. I guess the also um, some updates for ESPN Fantasy Football. We also are talking about running back threes that have RB1 potential and then, you know, players that will never draft again. And we have some running back bowl predictions, you know, for, for the next season, man. So let's kick this off guys. Um, so I did read, uh, I forgot where I read it. It was somewhere, but ESPN fantasy football, you can now reactivate for the 2023 season with some new rule additions. ESPN leagues uh, have now added the option to change, kickers yards per field goal as opposed to ranges in the past so example a 57 yard field goal is now worth 5.7 points instead of five in the past and defenses can also be changed to go by each yard given up as well how do you guys feel about that change mr commish yo man that's a that, that point seven is uh very crucial man there's some games that go down to point two and you're like oh man so I mean, but it's also a double-edged sword too, man. It's that that uh, you're missing out on a couple of extra points instead of getting that full point too. So, you know, it you know goes and it comes, you know, either way. So, but uh, I mean, I like it. You know, you want the exact points you're getting for uh, your, the players on the field, defenses and kickers as well. Well, I mean, if you think about it, if you get uh, a 62 yarder and you're only getting 66 points off of it, it's I mean, getting that I, point, get that eat, point, that point two, yeah, yeah, I'll take it, man. So are you going to are you going to add that to your league this year, or is that something that has to be voted on? I mean, it, it, I guess we can vote on it, man. We really don't have too much stuff to vote on. I'm pretty sure that's one that's probably going to pass. A lot of us, 
been playing together for so long. It's been it's pretty much uh, we're all on the same page most of the time. So I think that'll be an easy pass, though. OK. Hey, how you feeling about it, Big Ant? I like it. Uh, I think ESPN trying to adapt uh, with other formats like uh, Sleeper and Yahoo and such. Um, I personally, I'm, I'm, I love ESPN to death. I've been with ESPN since day one. But uh, Sleeper's calling my name, man. I, I kind of like the Sleeper form. They look, it's looking real nice. Trying to see if we can get a get the get the crew together and join Sleeper. Okay. What about you, Cobra? Good change. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot about Sleeper too. I, I've never actually used it, but I've heard a lot of good things. Um, as far as like the kicker uh, thing, I'm all for it. I, I kind of thought we had already voted on it. Um, but, it, but I'm sure, I mean, we'll vote on it again. It'll pass. Um, yeah. Any, any fractional point I think is good, whether it's like, you know, plus or minus. Um, I think it just makes it a little bit more interesting. Now the the defensive thing, I didn't know about that. The, the defensive yards given up. Um, that's real interesting to me. I don't, how do you guys feel about that? Um, I like that one too. That one, it's a game changer. Goes up by each yard. So I, I think it completely changes like the landscape of a defense you would stream. Like definitely because what? I don't know what about you guys. Like I, when I would stream a defense, like I would try to go after a team that had like a high, like a high chance of getting a lot of turnovers, but you could, you could have a defense that gets a ton of turnovers, but gives up 400 yards. <laughs> and if, and if now you're getting scored on the yards, I mean, that kind of changes things. Yeah. So, and uh, also with the, the new rule edition, it says defenses can also be changed to go by each yard given up. Is it like, well, like 0. 0.1 or 0. 0.1 a yard? Let's find out real quick. Uh, yeah, it's okay. fractional, I think it was. Fractional, okay. That, that, like that, a, that, 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 that's pretty drastic right there. <laughs> that's probably like how you do would be my guess. Like 0. 0.01. Yeah, that's a lot. Hard. It is. <laughs> Would that be you guys almost think that every, defense, every defense is gonna be like negative then, right? Wouldn't that, Dude, how, I, wouldn't that how it works? One one bomb from Patrick Mahomes and I'm down five points. <laughs> I think, yeah, you're, I you're think the deep, negative like majority of the games. I think the defense one is the is a one is the yeah, the biggest question mark. But you know, the field goal one, yeah, easy money to, you know to use. But I think maybe it might oh, be yeah. a uh wait a wait a year and see how it plays out and <clears throat> and then you kind of go with that. You don't want to go into it and then you know, especially us being in this league for so long, and they're like, "Oh my man, the defense just killed me." You know what I mean? Something like drastically changes, so that might be the that one. The defense is the the wait and see. I think there'll be a bunch of us that don't play defenses. Yeah. We'll just leave it empty. I mean, I mean, if it ain't broke, you know, you, you ain't got to fix it. So. I don't know, man. I we might use it in the TIYF league. Oh yeah. Hey, I, I like testing out new stuff. It's the progressive league. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hold on, I'm trying to find it. I, I can't find it right time, now. Huh? Hey, you never know. You never know. We might like it. We might not. You may you may be able to just use our league as as the little guinea pig, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll see. But uh I'm trying to see. That's just I haven't heard any uh changes like that for uh for any other uh platform right is it just espn I, yeah which is espn how do you guys even feel about defenses are you guys still big on them or are you guys you oh, i'm like big the, on defenses you still like defenses i look i mean uh, I'm, they, I'm kind of swinging away from them 
defenses, man, they, uh, especially with a rule change like this, it, it's, it'll make things more, I think it'll make it more fun and make you think more, like, especially, like, for me, I stream <clears throat> defenses every year. Like, I don't just keep a defense unless I feel like that defense is, the defense that I grab is having, like, you know, they're, they're playing well, they're, they're doing what they need to do. Um, I'll stick with him for a couple of weeks. And then as soon as like I see a matchup that I don't like, I drop him and I go grab me another defense where I try to play the matchup. So if we, you know, we go do do this in the TIYF league, it's probably going to change how I, how I do my streaming. I mean, that could be another thing we bring up this year in, in the fantasy family, I guess, Ant about taking the defense out. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Uh, we're also going to be voting on the extra flex this year too. Uh, yeah, well, of, with the addition, you might about that. Yeah, work around it. So that could be that could be in play also. So there's going to be a couple couple uh, bigger adjustments maybe this year or stuff we're going to vote on. Usually we haven't really voted on a lot of stuff the last couple of years. It's been pretty set in stone, but um, there's, there could be a couple of new things going on this year. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really say so. I'll have to find it after, and then uh, I'll update next week when I do when I do find out everything. But yeah, man, those are the two big changes in ESPN fantasy football. So I'm looking forward to seeing how all that plays out, man. All right, uh, next up we have our NFL free agent signings. So what I so what I did this week, uh, I was on Fantasy Draft Pros. I seen I was going through you know their news and seeing how they broke it down. What I liked about what about it, they they gave a fantasy impact. So they didn't just give, you know, hey, they signed with XYZ. They they gave a breakdown of why what potentially could happen next year. So like for instance, we'll start with Jamison Crowder, who signed a one year deal with the Giants. And for him, his fantasy impact they're saying is that the Giants have Wondell Robinson and Paris Campbell on the roster who have experience playing in the slot. So they're a bit crowded in that department, and Crowder figures to be a depth receiver for a Giants offense that dealt with a number of injuries injuries last season. So pretty much, you know, he's not somebody you're going to draft. He's he might not even be a a person to have on your team. What if he doesn't even make it out of preseason? You never know. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, for sure. <laughs> So yeah, now how do you guys feel about the signing with the Giants uh, and you know the, the fantasy impact that uh, fantasy pros has on it? Uh, Sorry, with you, Big Ant. Yeah, I, I'm actually a James McCarter fan. Um, when he's actually healthy, you know, he was out pretty much the whole year, and um, I, I I think he can make an impact with the Giants as long as as long as they, they don't draft another receiver or you know bring somebody else big in like they they're talking about bringing Odell this and that. So they they they, they kind of keep the core they have there with a uh, Wandell and um, a Slayton. I, I think they can all make a little bit of an impact, fantasy relevant. Um, maybe some. I think they're all flexes, but you never know. <coughs> One might blow up. Yeah, Mister Cobra, the Cobra. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with. Uh... I mean, I used to like Crowder. I, I kind of agree with Paul, what Paul said, though. He might be a, a cut candidate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <clears throat> Sterling Shepard is still on the roster, and they actually gave him an extension. So I'm curious to see where that goes. I mean, I'm not worried about Shepard as far as, like, he'll probably look good the first few weeks and then get some other catastrophic injury and then be out the rest of the season. 
Um, Injury prone. Yeah, but they got, but they still have Isaiah Hodgins. They gave him another year. They got Darius Slayton. Um, those are the two guys I think will be probably top of the pecking order at wide receiver. But Crowder's still good. If he if he ends up winning in that slot role, I could see him being you know somewhat relevant probably down down the rest of the se- the back half of the season or something. Okay. And truth, you sticking with what you said? <clears throat> well, the New York Football Giants, man. <laughs> um, I'm staying away from anybody that's catching the ball out there. Uh, I don't got nobody on my radar, even if he does make it out of preseason. That quarterback <laughs> that's throwing him the football, making all that money? Come on, man. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, in the, the New York Giants, uh, I don't see any anything positive fantasy for wide receivers, you know, especially to start week to week there. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I feel like um... – it's a bit crowded over there as far as uh, wide receivers go. I don't think Odell's going there. I, I did hear some news about Odell and the landing spot that's going to happen. Um, I, I heard he was at, at the owner's meeting, and he was talking to one team in particular. I don't have it in the notes, but we'll get to it in a second. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty interesting spot that he's going to go to. Um, next up on our list is KJ ha- uh, Hamler, who had – who underwent pictorial surgery. Um, the fantasy impact for this is um, he has a four to six month timeline that gives Hamler a chance to be ready by training camp. The whiteout has been ravaged by injuries in his brief NFL tenure, suffering a torn ACL in 2021 before being limited to just seven games and seven catches. The 2020 second round pick will be behind the eight ball again to begin the 2023 season. So how do you guys feel about KJ Hamler uh, undergoing surgery and being pretty much another person that is injury prone? I'm going to start with you, uh, Paul, the truth. Hamler, that's uh, that's Denver, right? Yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah, six, six, what, four to six months? Yikes. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, he really hasn't really got off to, you know, the start, you know, he's really wanted to his career. I mean, even before he got hurt, it was really nothing about him. And then we're still waiting on your boy, Russell uh, Wilson over there to, to come alive. So it's, I mean, <clears throat> he's a good talent, but we just don't know too much about him yet. And we haven't seen him on the field enough to be, you know, a fancy guy we can rely on. So uh, it's all starts, it all starts with Russell first before you even go to go to this guy. And then once this guy gets healthy, then we can kind of see what he does. But you know, if Russ can, you know, go back to his form, I think he's worth a look. But right now, something you stay away from. All right, Cobra. Yeah, KJ Hamler's never really been relevant, at least in the leagues that I've been in. Um, yeah, four to six months. I mean, he'll it'll be cutting it close. They got other guys on the roster. I think Corlin Sutton is maybe a free agent still, or he's still with them, or wants it wants out. Possibly, I can't remember. Um, Jerry Judy sounds like he's going to be the guy. Um, the other guy I'm kind of looking out for is Tim Patrick. I don't know if you guys remember him, um, <laughs> but he was supposed to be like, like the, like the absolute like number two guy on that lineup before he had that. I think he had like a knee injury, like in preseason or something. Um, but there was like a lot of reports coming out of camp that Tim Patrick was going to be the guy. Oh, yeah. uh, before I remember injury. that. So yeah, well, it'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, Hamler, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if I've ever rostered him before and I probably never will. I don't think I've, I've really ever had a Denver yeah. wide receiver besides, uh, who's the, who was the wide receiver one like two years ago? 
that I think it was a rookie. There you go. Yeah, that was guy. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's the only one that I had, and it was only for a, a brief stint on my team before I shipped them out. Yeah, the but, last one I had was Demarius Thomas. Ooh, <laughs> that was the last good one. Uh, Big Ant, how do you feel about KJ Hamler and this surgery that he's going to have? Best of luck to him, but I mean, there's there's no tape on him. It's, there's nothing there to to, to <clears throat> positive. You know, I mean, all I can say is best of luck to the guy and hope he comes back strong. But I mean, like Paul said, Russell Wilson. It all revolves around him. Uh, the running game's a little iffy too, because I mean the running back is coming off an injury as well. So I mean, at the end of the day, they they said they they're not going to trade Judy or Sutton, um, and those are basically all the weapons they got. So if Hamler can come back, he could he can be a little gadget piece, but he's not getting rostered in any leagues. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't. You think that he. That- he he's a guy that's going to get drafted in the later rounds by somebody who just doesn't pay attention, potentially. No. <clears throat> I mean, he has the he has talent. I mean, he's, he didn't go in the second round for no reason. It's just him. It's just about him being healthy and maybe being in the right spot. Maybe he goes to another team, you know, next year, and you know, changes you know changes his whole fantasy life, you know. But um, right now in Denver, I don't. It's just not sitting well for him, and especially with the injury. Okay. I mean, the, the, the leagues we're in, I don't see him getting drafted by anybody, and nobody's going to stash him because the IR is too important. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I already, already got that. my keeper on IR after the draft. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Next up, we got the uh, Lane Johnson signing a contract extension with the Eagles. The Phillies now have one of the best tackles in football under contract through the 2026 season. Johnson has not surrendered a sack over the last two seasons while starting 28 games over that time. The three-time first-team All-Pro earned an 83.2 grade from Pro Football Focus last season and will look to help steer the Eagles back to another NFC Championship in 2023. So this is a big signing um, for the Eagles that helps out. uh, Man, what's QB's name? Why do I always forget people's names? The Hurts? Are you kidding me? I don't know how I forgot it, man. How you forget? How you forget, how you forget the number one quarterback next season, man? That's you're tripping. Not the one quarterback, but you're we're tripping about, right man. now. Well, I mean, that's your quarterback. So, the truth, man. Give it to me. How you? How you like that signing or that that's, extension? That contract that's, extension. That's awesome, man. For my quarterback, I'm excited about that news. And not only Rashad Penny will probably be happy once he finally hits the field. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm sure a lot goes around that, man. That dude's the dude's awesome. I mean, he's. He's going to get his money, and uh, they're signing him to the extension for a reason. He's been a big part of that uh, offensive line for a while, and it shows. So it's, it helps out Jalen Hurts. I mean, I know the guy runs around everywhere, you know, when it does break down, but <clears throat> having one of those type of guys up front helping you block and with protections, always a plus. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, Cobra. Yeah, and it's good for the running backs, good for the offense. Um I was yeah, I was wondering when that was going to happen. So it's just overall good. Um, it's even better now knowing that uh, they their defense has been parted out a little bit, so they might not be as good defensively and probably even more potent offensively. So good they got Lane Johnson back. Yeah, damn you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Big oh man, look at my chops, my boy. <laughs> Are you yeah, frozen? The guys- oh, okay, never mind. When the guy's arguably like a top three right tackle in the league, he <clears throat> bullies anybody who, who comes at him. So, I mean, 
that was that was a must for that was a must for the for the Eagles, and that was a must for Jalen Hurts, um, at least short term, until they paid Jalen Hurts. But I mean, that's a no brainer. You're getting the, you're giving the I would probably say the best right tackle in football, all guaranteed money. And as long as was, like, there was a small stint where he got hurt, but other than that, the guy is rock solid. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, not allowing a sack over the last two seasons is amazing. That's Nuts. not easy to do. But yeah, no. So, uh, do you guys believe with you know Lane Johnson coming back, Jalen Hurts moves from like that tier two into that tier one, coming into the twenty twenty three season? Um, I'll start with you, Big Ant. I already think he's in there. You, think, you already think he's so, in yeah, there? Yeah, your question. Yeah, I think he's going to be in the tier one. Um, they're, they're, honestly, well, the Eagles are just getting started. Like, their defense kind of fell apart, but their their offense didn't go anywhere. And they added Richard Penny, who I think, as long as they stay healthy, could easily give them that huge spark they need. Um, yeah, he, he's way more explosive than, than Miles Sanders ever was. So, I mean, that, that, that'll give them that, that burst right there. And then Jalen Hurts uh, – That'll give him a, with the right with the right tackle signing. That'll give him a little bit more of a of a what's the word to use um, a security blanket. Because okay. you, know, you never know one hit, dude's done in today's football. So you know if you're going to give Jalen that extension, you you, you got to make sure you guys healthy. Okay, I don't know. I agree. But Cobra, you think he's still tier two, or he moves up to tier one in 2023? Oh, uh, he's he's tier one for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I think. I have four guys in tier one, um, and De- Jalen Hurd is definitely a tier one quarterback. All right, truth, same thing. Tier one. Well, he's obviously. the he's he's the number two quarterback overall in my book right now, man. Um, mm. I think I think mm. I think Jalen Hurd just from last year when what he did, and he's just gonna he's just gonna follow up on that. All the pieces on offense are still there, like Ryan was saying. They're giving up more points on uh on that defense you know there's gonna be more games where they're a little bit more behind and he got to throw the ball more you know you got to score the point you got to score a couple more points i know there's games where uh the game was over already and you know all they did was run the ball off and i was you know i had 30 points already but you know i was getting greedy i wanted 40 so you know there was that aspect you look at it but you know yo jalen hurts yeah i think he's just gonna get uh, that much more better in fantasy for next year all right man and as for me uh i think he stays uh I think he moves to the top of the tier two list. I don't think he moves into that tier one yet. Yet. That's just my, you know, that's just me. He got, he needs one more season. I mean, he had two bunk seasons. And then last year, I mean, yeah, he had a breakout season, but you know, year four, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) Next up, man, we have Tony Jones Jr. signing with the Broncos. Jones reunites with the former head coach, uh, Sean Payton in Denver, on a one-year pack. The 25-year-old appeared in six games between the Saints and the Seahawks last season, producing just 24 rushing yards on 10 carries while adding five receptions for 30 yards. Big numbers. This guy went crazy. The Notre Dame product has yet to record a touchdown in 18 career appearances as he looks to break through with his new team in 2023. I'm going to start with you, Oh, man. We're diving deep, guys. We're going to Tony Jones, but uh, um, I'm not. You know, I'm, look, I'm not going to talk about Tony Jones too much. It's kind of boring. But let's let's talk <laughs> real quick about the Denver Bronco Denver Broncos uh, backfield. Um, I heard I I can't remember if I heard it on like YouTube or it was like a Twitter or something. <clears throat> but um, what I had heard was Javante Williams is not looking too good. I heard that with, too. Um. 
had the AC, not just the ACL, but there's also like another tendon in that knee that was also ruptured. So it's like two different tendons. And uh, yeah, I'd heard that it's not looking good. Um, so it kind of makes sense that they would go sign Tony Jones. They already signed Samaje Pirine, um, who sounds like he might be like top of that backfield right now. And then you have a guy like Tony Jones. So I think the Dem- the Denver Broncos backfield is going to be interesting going into the season to see who's healthy, who's available. And then I'll probably go back and look and see what Sean Payton's usage for running backs looks like. Typically, I know usually he'll use two guys like like Kamara and Mark Ingram. Um, I don't know. I just think the whole thing is interesting and it, and it looks like they're not done adding depth to that backfield yet. So, Yeah, no, um, I think with this Tony Jones signing, I think it's just a more of a, a security blanket. I think obviously running back uh, RB three. RB4 maybe, just depending on how deep that backfield is. Um, though, just 25 years old, being injured, I mean, that's just not a good look, man. I don't th- I don't think he lasts at all. I think he's pro- this probably his last last year in the league. Um, he's probably just trying to make the best of it, get another contract, and you know what I'm saying, and then dip out because I don't think anybody's signing him. But uh, Big Ant, how do you feel? I don't mind it. The guy's, the guy's young, like you guys said. Uh, the Broncos just beefed up their own line. They signed like three new offensive linemen. So I mean, like like Ryan said, Javante Williams is looking like dirt. So I mean, between P. Ryan and Tony Jones Jr. and I'm assuming Tony Jones Jr. will be like a third down backs, you know, scat guy. He's gonna get a lot of catches. He he's not gonna get drafted off off the back, but give it a few weeks and if he get some catches, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe some deep flex value, maybe, but I mean, like I said, we, we never really seen the guy, so you never know what he can do. He could be, he could be the next, you know, uh, uh, Tariq Cohen for all we know. You never know. Um, yeah. Yeah, wait true. See. Speak it. I mean, you guys talk sure. about Tony Jones, man. What about my boy, uh, Tyler Batty, man? We guys are forgetting about him. He's got to beat out Tyler Batty for, you know, to be the backup in, uh, in Denver. You guys know about Who? Tyler Batty, right? Who's that? I don't know either. So uh, you know that, that's the thing. So, uh, so exactly. I mean, there ain't nobody else. There ain't nobody else there. So I mean, of course he's gonna get his shot. I mean, uh, I've never heard of the guy. I'm looking at their depth chart right now. It's it's pretty ridiculous on what I'm looking at. I've seen guys that I've never even heard of. So uh, that backfield's gonna <laughs> that backfield's uh, patched up for sure until uh, Williams gets back. But yeah, I'm. It'll be a preseason battle to see what these. Uh, maybe there's a guy that get in the, in the draft. You never know. We'll see. Yeah, that's true. So I uh, just told so you guys know um, in the little next segment that we got, we're t- we'll be talking about some IJP Ryan, and we'll talk about the uh, the Williams and all that. There's there's some news on that. So yeah, I, I like how Cover brought that up. I'm just letting you guys know we are gonna cover that. Um, next up, we got Nelson Aguilar. He's signing with Baltimore, and um, so Aguilar would join a Ravens team that is desperate need of playmakers downfield. And I don't know why they went and signed him. The 29-year-old registered 362 receiving yards and two touchdowns on 31 receptions last season with the Patriots. I'm going to start with you, uh, The Truth. How are you feeling about Nelson Aguilar and, I guess, the playmaker in him? Man, he hasn't, done, he hasn't done anything since he left the Raiders, to be honest, man. He got he had that one good year with, like, eight touchdowns, close to 1,000, or if he did have 1,000. Then he got, you know, he got a nice contract, and he's just, he's just been a ghost since, man. Uh, but the thing about him going to the Ravens, I mean, if Lamar's not going to be there, who's throwing him the football? So, uh, I mean, he's never really been – he's never really been the guy. The, I mean, he's never really been, you know, a wide receiver one or anything. Playmaker, I mean, yeah. I mean, jump balls, I mean, 
he wins a couple of those. You know, he's that's the only type of playmaking ability he has. I'm pretty sure that's what they're talking about. You throw the ball up there, you, he'll come down and get it. But other than that, man, he's uh, he, without he's without the right receiver. Though, it. Yeah, he's also known for dropping it too. But without the right quarterback over there, if, if, like I said, if Lamar's not throwing the ball, I mean, what good is he going to do? You're going to get a somebody you know mediocre in there and. You're just going to see what he did last. Same thing. Uh, you're going to get the same results as last year when he was with Mac Jones. Not going to do anything for you. But that's a big question mark. Question, uh, just because of the quarterback situation, too. All right. Big Ant, what you got for us? Uh, it's a toss up for right now. I, I do think Lamar does resign. I think they make it work. Um, he's not a wide receiver one by any means. He's. He's an okay wide receiver too. Okay, like a really okay. He's a great. He's he's a good flex if you really need a pass week. But I mean, there's nothing fancy about this guy. Like Paul said, he had one good year and then had a decent contract and then didn't do nothing. He went ghost. So um, I mean, I, I guess he can rejuvenate his career with Lamar. I think I think he'll be there. And then you got a uh, there's two other receivers there. Who they got? They got a. Uh, Bateman. Yeah, Bateman, yeah, Bateman. And Mark and Mark Andrews. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. tied in, but he's more like a wide receiver. I mean, Bateman, Bateman and uh Gong Lahore, that's all right. I mean, nothing fancy, but I mean it's better than what some teams are rocking <laughs> with. Aguilar. Aguilar. That's that's how much Ag- I know about the dudes, bro. <laughs> Aguilar, man. Aguilar. Oh man. Um <clears throat> Hey, isn't Nelson Aguilar the guy that was getting crap from that Philly fan about I'm out it was the guy that was out here catching babies from a burning building. He's like, I got hands better than Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. Because he dropped that deep pass, I think, and I forgot what name <laughs> it was. He was in, it was when he was with the Philadelphia uh, yeah, Eagles, the Eagles, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he dropped that bomb. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I remember now. Yeah, that's uh okay. Um, I think it's inconsequential. They still have Mark Andrews there. Um, Rashad Bateman will probably be healthy. Um, I mean, and then like he's like like Paul said, we don't know who the quarterback is. Um, I'm kind of feeling what Ant's saying though. Like, just with everything that's going on, it wouldn't shock me if he actually went back to the Ravens. But yeah, I'm. Um, I don't know, Aguilar. I guess if everybody gets hurt, he might be interesting. That's it. He might be a good stash for your fantasy roster, especially if you just, you know, you're hurting that wide receiver. He's just somebody to have on the bench just in case. Bye week player for sure. Um, and you just hope that he gets you double digits. I think that's just for me. Um, next up, we got DJ Chark Jr. signing with Carolina. Chark is joining a rebuilding Panthers offense that is set to have a rookie QB, the 26-year-old tallied 502 rushing yards and three touchdowns on 30 receptions with the Lions last season. I don't know why I said rushing. I meant to put uh, receiving. My bad. Chark should be a solid flex option in 2023. How you guys feeling about this one, Cobra? This is the one I was waiting for. Um, I think this this DJ Chark going to Carolina is mildly interesting. Um, I don't think he's going to be drafted very highly. He'll probably be like like around like 11, 12, 13, 14 type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, they Panthers are the ones with the number one overall pick, right? So yep. they're probably going to get C.J. Stroud to be my guess. Um, I it, dude, I know they got Adam Thielen there with the Panthers, but Chark is good, man. He's like a true 
ex wide receiver, and um, it wouldn't shock me if he had a good year. I don't know. I I think he's mildly interesting, and and I'll he'll definitely be on my radar for fantasy. All right, all right, big ant. I've always been a Chark fan. Uh, he's a, he's a big boy. He got all the tools, but uh, he's, I don't know. He's never been able to put. It, I think he had one pretty good season in uh, Jacksonville. But other than that, he he got banged up. So I mean, as long as he stays on the field, he too. He's on get a. He could have a pretty good season. I'll say really, he, he's probably a really good flex for you. Maybe he can maybe uh, wide receiver two for you. All right. The truth. Yeah, he played really well. Uh, he had a bad knee injury. So that's the yeah. reason why, the, you know, the downfall was uh, <clears throat> what it was. But uh, I think after now, he's a full year away from that. I think for sure he can become, you know, a really, a really solid flex for you. And I also like the fact that he'll be the like number two, one. I don't know how you put Thielen him. I'm mean, probably be the number two receiver. Uh, and then going into that offense, I think Carolina is going to struggle a lot and they're going to be playing from behind a lot of games. So there's going to be a lot of passing going on. You're going to get a lot of those, those cheap passes, those cheap catches, you know, at the end of the game. So his, his numbers could look, you know, a lot better than a lot of people are thinking. Um, but I really like, I really like chart coming into this season uh, in Carolina. You know, I think that's a, it's a solid pickup for Carolina helping whatever rookie quarterback they do get, um, especially or whoever they draft. Uh, I think that it's a, a really good compliment to Adam Thielen. And I think the, the Carolina Panthers, you know, might have a little something there. Uh, Chark is, you know, he's decent, definitely decent. I th- yeah, And I, I agree with Cobra on where he goes definitely later rounds, but He's a solid pickup, especially for this young Carolina team. And I feel like he had, I think he could be the RB1, or not the RB, the wide receiver one in Carolina. Adam Thielen is an older, uh, older, older wide receiver. So, I mean, you never know. DJ Chark is younger, got more speed. So, it's, it'll be fun to watch how that all plays out. And let's see what Damian Davis got to say. Shout out to Damian Davis for tuning in. Carolina is banking on their division. They're only trying to be better than their opponents in the division. How do you guys feel about that comment? Division is not that not that great. Uh, <laughs> I mean, was not that the, yeah. the Tampa Bay division where they what got into the playoffs with a losing record? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, all you got to do is maybe win, you know, eight nine games to win that division, and you're in the playoffs. So I mean, it's doable. It's doable for sure. You got to uh, go against Baker, though. Stop it, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Saints win the division with these. You, you think Saints Noel, win? Noel, yeah, Noel's back on the map. All right. Okay. okay. I had a quick, had a quick question, though. Hey, hey uh, Ryan, do you think that Thielen is drafted lower than Chark? Oh, that's a good question, man. You know, like, based on his question. name, you know, you think he gets drafted lower? Yeah. If you're Drafting Chark that that high up there, you know, is the feeling around that round or feeling getting you know drafted earlier? You know, man. So like I don't know how to answer that. I guess I'll just answer it for myself. I think I'd rather have Chark than Thielen, personally. Yeah. Um, I just think Chark with just like you said, with his height and speed combination and the just the position he plays, I think he has more potential. Um, but I'll be honest, I don't know enough about CJ Stroud. Like what do you guys know? Like what kind of passer is he? Is he kind of like outside the numbers kind of guy or more up the middle, more reserved? Not too sure, man. I'm not hundred percent. I don't I don't pay attention to Ohio, man. 
Why not? You already know why. It's that big game around here. We need yeah. our Ohio State Buckeyes uh, <clears throat> analyst. Uh, he's not here. No show, Jose. So <laughs> he don't even pay attention to them. <laughs> yeah, you not know. Man, now that I now that you asked that question, I Chark maybe goes higher. Maybe he's like a nine ten guy. Like, yeah, I, I, I think he goes a little maybe, lower than that. He, maybe <clears throat> eight seven ish. Yeah, seven, I think I think seven eight. Seven eight. Yeah. Or do you think people I mean, stay you're, you're, away from them in the draft because of Carolina and not knowing what quarterback is there? I think if you, I think if you get either one of them as your flex, I think you're going to be all right. Hmm. I think I think camp reports are going to yeah. matter too. Like if we find out that Chark is the actual one running like as the one, then I think Chark easily becomes like a seven back into the six type pick. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Really depends on, on the reports, huh? Well, you guys just tune in and we'll give you all that. So next up, we got Zane Gonzalez traded to the 49ers from the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they swapped future draft picks in 2025. And Gonzalez enters his sixth season in the NFL after being one of the most successful college kickers ever. The trade is also likely an indication the 49ers will not be bringing back Robbie Gold, which... He's not coming back. He's already said it. Who's 40 years old and currently a free agent after six seasons. Gonzalez has a career field goal percentage of 80.5%, but nailed 90.9 of his kicks in 2022 last year. That's a solid kicker. Is, it, is this is this somebody uh, that you guys would look to in the draft? I know that we don't really touch on kickers too much, but is this somebody that you would go after in the draft rather than just try to stream them? I'm sorry with you, uh, Cobra. Um, I think he'll be drafted just because he's a 49er and, and where we're right. right. <laughs> but and half our half our teams are Niner fans. <laughs> so the, the the two kickers that I never ever get in drafts are whoever the 49ers kicker is and whoever the Raiders kicker is. <laughs> I never get those guys. Oh, and Justin and Justin Tucker. And Justin Tucker. Goes round eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it's a good pickup, man. I remember Zane Gonzalez with, with Arizona. He was a pretty decent kicker. Um now with that whole like yardage thing and thinking about like how far away their kicks are, um, I don't know. How does like the 49ers offense affect the kicker and is it better or worse? I, I have no idea. But he's a good It depends on who the quarterback is, but you already know that the 49ers kick a lot of field goals. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> What's up, Paul? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, just like what Ryan said, man, of course this guy's going to get drafted. He's San Francisco 49er. Um I mean, just the percentages looking at him, I'd really never seen him kick. I, I thought he, he never kicked for the, the Browns. He was always kicking for uh, uh, Arizona. Or, he played oh, for a few teams. For, yeah, okay. So he's been around. I, I, I've seen the name before. So, I mean, yeah. He, I mean, he'd be solid looking at his percentages. Uh, kicked well. I mean, uh, for sure. For sure he, gets, he for played sure for the Cardinals. He played he for the Cardinals. Yeah, he got oh, okay. drafted by the Cardinals. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a solid pickup. The Niners, you're gonna get, like you said, you're gonna get. He's gonna get a ton of chances. So, um, <clears throat> it's a good pickup for them, especially you know losing Robbie Gold. I mean, the guy was just, you know, money for them for so many years. It's just time to move on, and uh, should be a pretty good replacement. Yeah, no, we didn't lose Robbie. We just decided that we didn't want to pay his ass. Uh, big it's losing him, man. I mean, that's a big, that's a big <laughs> kicker right there, man. Yeah. No, I think I, I thought Robbie Gold would have been like one of the. Bigger free agent signings of the offseason. Robbie Gold's automatic, man. 
<laughs> and you need kickers in today's football a lot. Like you need, they, they're really like really relied on. But I, I looked up his numbers. He's only had one season with over thirty field goals, and uh, last year he was twenty for twenty-two. I mean, that's then that's good for what you know. He only kicked twenty-two kicks, but twenty for twenty-two is not bad. Uh, like you said, uh, George, the Niners kick a lot of field goals was in the red zone, a lot. So I mean, oh. I mean, it can't hurt you. I mean, as, as, as long as you make it, like, what? Uh, you know, I don't you know, with Jimmy, we had those, we had a lot of, uh, a lot of missed opportunities. I'll say that, especially in the red zone. So yeah, that's why we kicked a lot of field goals. Right, we got a good, on the first drive. We got a good kicker. So we'll, we'll take care of that. <laughs> Games usually start off with three points for the 49ers, man. As for me, man, obviously 49er fan seeing those numbers, 90, uh, 90%. You know, field goals made. That's 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 really nice. I, I seen that in twenty twenty one. It was seventy percent uh, or something like that, somewhere around there. But that's a uh, that's decent going up twenty percent in a year. Hopefully, he can continue to do that um, for the forty nine ers. And I feel like he's a uh, definitely somebody that is going to be drafted not just in our leagues, but in leagues throughout. Uh, you know, whoever whoever's playing, I he's solid enough. He's going to be on a team that kicks enough field goals. So I think he goes, you know, 16, 17, like, like a normal kicker. Yeah, it said his 40 to 49 was 10 for 10 and it was 50 plus, uh, three out of five. So, I mean, that, that's usually the range you're in was in, was in the 40 to 49, you know. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty automatic for you guys. That's what Along we need. 57. Yeah, that's 5.7 I mean, points right there. Yeah, that, that, that's what the Niners need. They're usually within, within that 20 or 30 yard line. Yeah, no, you know, and especially if we do, I know for TIYF, we're going to do the the field goal points like that. And it's definitely going to help. It's going to definitely be different. And so hopefully, with people understanding the, the rule changes and the addition with these points, I think they're going to start looking at kickers different and they're not just going to just try to grab just anybody they're gonna like really focus and see who's mr automatic out there but next up man we got marquez calloway it seems like uh it they're not gonna be the denver broncos they're gonna be the denver saints man uh, he's expected to sign with the broncos calloway spent three seasons in new orleans where he played under the broncos new head coach sean payton in 2021 he had 46 catches 698 yards and six touchdowns um all career high marks. The Broncos have been reportedly shopping their wide receivers, which could potentially open a role for Callaway. So let's let's start with you, Big Ant. How do you feel about this potential uh, signing with the Broncos? Uh, Callaway's numbers are going to be a little inflated because the Saints had absolutely nobody to throw to last year. I think they're. I think the Broncos are pretty set at wide receiver, but I mean. Dude, there's always room for you know depth and all this and that. So I mean, I, I don't mind it. I mean, if, if he's going to bring that what he did last year to Denver and help out Russell Wilson, I love it because I, I would like to see Russell Wilson ever come back season. Well, I mean, if they're shopping their wide receivers, um, according to reports, and that leaves the a hole open. So like, if it's just Marquez Callaway or whoever else they try to decide to bring, do you think that he'll be able to have those same that same type of uh? role or success that he did it in new orleans no no not with russell no. wilson no right. <laughs> I, I, at the end of the day i think they they keep both their weapons 
I don't think they're going to get what they want for him, you know. And I mean, I think Jerry Judy's easily worth the first round pick, and the fact that he's not gone by now, then yeah, I mean, what, what are you waiting for? And then Corlin Sutton, uh, I think uh, Corlin Sutton, I mean, he, he's a really good wide receiver too, but at the same time, he, he kind of like has those games, one catch for nine years. Like, like what are you doing? You know, you're kind of like the old Amari Cooper some games with Dallas where he'd just sit there, sit around and lollygag. So, like I said, I, I think they're both there, and I think Callaway's wide receiver three, wide receiver four. If Patrick comes back, like uh, Ryan said. Okay. I like it. Cobra. Yeah, I think uh, the last time I remember talking about Mark Marquez Callaway was when he, in preseason two years ago, he had like two or three touchdowns in a preseason game. <laughs> and everybody picked him up off the wire. I think Jose beat us all yeah. to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got potential. Let's see what they do with the receivers, you know, like kind of like Ant said, you know, if they're if they are really shopping them, um, I know we don't really know for sure who's going where. I know Cortland Sutton might want out. Um, there's potential Callaway, you know. I think, but the big thing is we're all just kind of banking on Sean Payton to be the quarterback whisperer and to and to revive Russell Russell Wilson, turn him from Russell Wilson to Russell Thrillson. <laughs> I like it, man. You know, I, I Damian, agree with that. Damien Davis said that uh, Payton said they're going oh, yeah. nowhere. Yeah, I said Sean. He saw that Sean and his receiver said his receivers were not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if we can get a danger Russ back, like when I used to draft him, you know, back in the old, uh, you know, heyday. But uh, yeah, this guy's always been kind of a role player. Uh, never been like a wide receiver two or anything, but um, he'll have those games, man. I, I know he has those games where he, you know, goes for those two touchdowns and then he just kind of disappears. But with those other – of course, I mean, he probably will be the number three receiver with all the injuries they got um, going into camp. Uh, we're all saying the same thing with Sean Payton. You know, he's the he's the offensive, uh, you know, mastermind. So, uh, yeah, I mean, wide receiver three, I don't think he gets rostered uh, unless we see a big change with my boy Dangerous. I don't see any changes happening with that guy. <laughs> He's in the dumps, man. Oh, man. That's a comeback player of the year for fantasy right now. Stop it. Stop it. Comeback player of the year. You heard, you heard it here first on this pod. Comeback player of the year, Russell Wilson. He's in there. <laughs> I'll second him. He's going to get the Kim K award. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Anything Kim K related is just nasty. <laughs> you guys never seen the Parks and Rec episode, uh, the no. blooper with uh, Chris Pratt? <laughs> uh, 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 it's, it's a little too much for the podcast. I'll, I'll, I'll send you guys the clip. <laughs> Oh, man. Next up, man, we got Marquise Goodwin reaching a deal with the Browns. Uh, uh, Ex-49er Goodwin provides the Cleveland Browns with more speed, something the team has needed in its rotation outside of its depth pieces like Jakeem Grant and Anthony Schwartz. Goodwin's departure likely means the Seahawks could be in the market for a new wide receiver three, and the Browns have now added Elijah Moore and Goodwin to a newly buffed passing offense. So what's up, the truth? How do you feel, man? So going to the Browns, I mean, the wide receivers, I mean, 
Uh, more weapons, the better, I say, you know. I mean, you got to give Watson everything he can get. And, I mean, he's got – you know he's got the running back in Chubb, so he's got that, you know, eight in the box there. Uh, I mean, yeah, Goodwin shows flashes of being good sometimes. I mean, he, I've seen it, like, uh, even when he was uh, – Lamar was throwing him the ball. He had a couple of great games. He had a little good little stint there for a little bit, and then he got hurt. So, a lot of these guys, man, I mean, the injuries is what kills it. These guys can go, you know, catch fire, and then just that injury bug hits you. Um but good one, yeah. He's got he's got the speed, man. And you know, <clears throat> I've seen a lot of good games out of him. Uh, he can stay healthy. I mean, be, but those three receivers could probably do some damage. I, I think it's a good spot. Yeah, I think he had a lot of wasted years on the 49ers. I know that he was dealing with a lot of personal problems, injuries, and things like that. But I feel like he there was a lot of wasted years with the team. But yeah, uh, big ant. Yeah, I actually like I liked it a lot until you said Elijah Moore. I forgot he traded for him. Mm-hmm. So uh, between him and Elijah Moore and Donovan Peoples-Jones, who people don't really know a whole lot about, Peoples-Jones, the young guy who I actually I like, I like a lot. Um, yeah, I, I thought Goodwin was going to be a big, a, a good fit there until I forgot about Elijah Moore. So that, that's a crowded wide receiving room right there, really crowded, and that's a lot of a lot of mouths to feed. Uh, good, Goodwin stepped up last year, so I mean, he, he turned in, he actually turned into a wide receiver for once. You know, he's not just a, a a track star anymore; he's actually a wide receiver yeah. now. Yeah, I agree. Cobra. Yeah, um, it's a, yeah, it's a good pickup. I think it just overall signals what the Browns plan on doing this upcoming season. I think they're going to open it up for a lot more passing. So, yeah, it. but Ant, you hit it right on the head. I mean, that receiving room is pretty crowded between Cooper, Peoples-Jones, Moore, and then Goodwin. Um, I don't, so I don't think Goodwin's really going to be fantasy relevant, at least off the bat. Um but with opening up that offense, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it goes throughout the rest of the season. I know. I, I agree with that. I agree with everybody's assessments, man. No, uh, Goodwin's definitely, I mean, he might be a good uh, bench player to have. I know definitely not uh, draftable, but maybe for uh, deeper leagues, um, <clears throat> might be somebody to good to uh, have a stash on the bench, man. You never know, especially with Watson. Just this will be his. Uh, yeah, last year last year was his first season, but this will actually be the first season being the quarterback. So, whoever he's familiar with, who things like that. I know that Coop's there, Moore's there. So you know, it'll be it'll be good to see how it all plays out. And you you know these quarterbacks eventually find that security blanket, and it it could be a. A person that we just may never know. So Goodwin might be a good fit. Definitely wide receiver three there, and a, a potential stash just just in case you need it. Um, next up, we got Bobby Wagner going back to the Seahawks. Man, Wagner returns to a Seattle franchise where the veteran linebacker played an immense role as a part of the vaunted Legion of Boom defense under the head coach Pete Carroll. Wagner should once again provide a valuable side-to-side option as part of a Seattle club looking to return to that postseason once again next next year. Um, how do you, Cobra? How do you like the the Bobby Wagner um, signing back with the Seahawks, and what does that mean for the Seattle defense? You know, I I saw it. I thought it was kind of a cool story to see him go back to Seattle. Um, I don't know enough about Seattle's defense, though. I know they were rough to start the year and then they kind of got like a little bit better by the end of the season um i'm sure it doesn't hurt to have bobby wagner go back um but i don't know i probably still won't count on them for fantasy defense too much all right big ant 
I like I like like Ryan to say hit it on the hit it on the hit it on the head. But for like a like hit like you know him going back to Seattle, yeah, I think he's gonna be like a a leader for that team. Uh, their secondary is pretty good over there, but I mean, they're, I think their D line needs a little help. But I mean, overall, their defense was better than probably half the league for sure. So I mean, I, I think they, had, I think he, I think he gives them a, a lot. Once next year, going into drafting defenses, as we're talking about that a lot, um, I think they could be a top eight defense. There probably, I mean, because their secondary is already pretty good. Like I said, and I mean, they, they, Kobe they Bryant and Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> my boy the, MJ the out there. <laughs> oh, my boy. We got to cut that segment. <laughs> my bad. My bad. My, my bad, man. You guys said MJ. We, we about to hit the. Ooh. <laughs> about to start moonwalking on this, on this pod right now, man. Man, I be butchering people's names. My bad. My bad. But yeah, no. I, I like I like that assessment. And what about what about you, Paul? Oh right. man, uh, yeah, Bobby Wagner, man, he's going back home, uh, getting a little older. I mean, he still got it. I mean, he's Bobby Wagner, maybe like another one, one or two years. But uh, I mean, he knows the defense, um, the defensive wise for Seattle. I mean, I think I streamed him a couple of times. Uh, the matchup wise, they started playing better towards the second half of the season. So bringing him back. Somebody who already knows the system, defense gets a little bit better, uh, but I mean, it's, it's defenses are tricky with fantasy, so uh, you just play it out a little bit, see how it rolls, and then we'll see if uh, they can sneak in to be a, a top twelve unit. Okay, yeah, no, I, I do agree with that. I think that they could, you know, potentially be in the top ten, top eight defenses again. I mean, that's going to be the leader. I mean, he he knows knows that team in and out, knows that defense in and out. He got some key young pieces on that defense, especially in that secondary, man. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see how 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 they mesh together and what they can do on that field, man. So you never know, Seahawks might end up being one of those teams that I end up streaming <laughs> a couple weeks. Even even being a 49er fan. I still gotta do what I got to do to win the championship. All right, man. I know this is the big one. I know Ann was talking about this one. Everybody's been talking about this one. Lamar Jackson officially requests a trade from the Ravens. Jackson has been openly upset about his contract situation since at least last season, and the Ravens have placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on the veteran QB ahead of the deadline as the two sides remained far apart on a new deal. The non-exclusive tag means the Ravens and Jackson can still still negotiate a long-term deal but Jackson is also free to talk to all the other NFL teams. If Jackson signs with another team, the Ravens can match any offer or choose to accept two first-round picks as trade compensation. Jackson, who has been negotiating with the, without the help of an agent, apparently is hoping to find a trade partner. His redraft and dynasty value will be dependent on his landing spot, and the outlooks are murky. So, <clears throat> with you, Mr. Uh, Paul. Well, how do you feel about this whole situation? It's just real messy, man. I mean, uh, it's been like that since the, you know, since it, the news came out the first time when he didn't, you know, he got tagged and you know, got all upset. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's just, it's just one of those you got to wait and see, man. And and also kind of see what happens in the draft, also with uh, how the Ravens, you know, go in there. Do they maybe trade up and try to get a, a quarterback? 
you know, you never know. So that, I mean, if that's a scenario, then, then, uh, you know, the, uh, he's really expendable and maybe they, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just a whole wishy-wash kind of like situation they got there in Baltimore. I mean, well, I'd love to see Lamar Jackson go back, but you know, it's just the money, you know, he, he deserved the money. Uh, it's just, you know, his injuries are keeping him from, from getting that. But a team right now that, you know, pull a two first round picks is kind of real murky as it states. So, yeah, it's question mark still, man. It's, it's a slow playing. Uh, it's just, it's very slow playing. And I'm going to save the best for last. So let's go, Cobra. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, I thought it was surprising to see that it's lasted this long, you know, for the caliber of quarterback that he is. But um, I think a lot of – it sounds like a lot of, like, GMs or executives and owners around the league have, like, real concern. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We lost you to the Matrix. <laughs> there he is. I, I see him moving now. Okay. I don't know how much you guys lost. I don't know how much got cut it, off. It, it, they, you, from the beginning, actually. Start, uh, start from thing, the beginning, yeah. man. Okay. All right. Um, basically, what I was saying is, uh, I don't know. It was like cutting out for a minute. All right. So, basically, what I was saying is just – um, I think there's some real concerns around the NFL as far as like Lamar Jackson or, or you know, fr- coming from owners and like league executives and stuff like that um, as to like how injury prone he is. Um, and then the other thing too, that I've, that I've been hearing is that, you know, if you go after Lamar Jackson, you kind of have to set up your offense to be tailored to his play style, which is probably off putting to a lot of teams. Um, but I, this is just my my own prediction. I think after the NFL draft next month, I think the I think the whole thing with Lamar Jackson will start to pick up steam because for one mainly for one reason, all of the 2023 draft picks will be spent, and then you're from that point you're if you have to give up two draft picks for Lamar Jackson, you're looking at 2024 2025. So then it makes a whole lot more sense to give up the picks since it's a year later. Um, and so it wouldn't shock me after that point to see some type of team jump into the mix. Who I don't know because I feel like every time I open Twitter, it's just you know so another team that's not interested in them. Whether it's the Colts or the, the Falcons or name that team, they're not interested in them. Um, but I think after the draft, that might change. All right, big ant. What is up? All right, well. I think he comes home to Baltimore. I think they squash it. They uh, let bygones be bygones. Um, they give him all guaranteed money. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't like that at all. But they'll they'll do it. Um, I don't know if it'll be as much as Watson, but it, it, it'll be pretty close, if not more, um, than Watson. Just based off of what he's done compared to Deshaun Watson, and that's that's what he's going off. He's just going to pair Watson. But, hey man, I won MVP. I've done more than Watson throughout my career, so I want, I deserve more. Um, the reason why I, I don't I don't think it's as big of a deal as people are making out to be is because quarterbacks are blowing up. Every salary, this will be nothing in a few years. You know, like this this is going to be if, if not nothing, this will be average salaries for quarterbacks like Baker, no, not Baker, sorry, Burrow, uh, Herbert, Daxon, one other deal, uh, so on and so forth. And the, the only two teams that I heard would have been big on them were uh, New England. They said, I think yesterday or today, that they're out on Lamar. And then Atlanta said that they're, they're saying Atlanta was, you know, it was Atlanta. They, they would take, they would probably take them. 
And uh, their owner said that he said on Desmond Ritter. So, I mean, I, I don't think he has many options. With the draft coming up, there's three or four quarterbacks who are going to be QB1s for their teams in a month. So, there's not really a whole lot of homes for them. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of teams that want them on the roster. But at the end of the day, are you going to give two first-round picks and give them probably $275 million guaranteed dollars? No, it's not going to happen. So, at the end of the day, there's only really a few places he can go, and it's going to be it's going to be Baltimore, I believe. All right. You don't think that he can end up landing with the Houston Texans? They need a quarterback. No. No. They, 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 I mean, I, 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 the only thing I don't, I don't agree with is what Ryan said. I think that they're definitely going to want 23 pick for sure. 23 picks are going to be in there for sure if it's going to happen. I mean, you, you can lollygag and wait wait on it and hold it by then, but uh, if, if, you, if, if, if it's not in there, that – I, I believe, in my opinion, uh, makes the Ravens want to sign up more. You know, if, if the twenty, if the twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six picks are in there, then, hey, then we'll, we'll just sign them and we'll match the contract. But if there's twenty-three, twenty-four, or whatever in there, then you know that'll give them a little more of an idea. Of, oh yeah, maybe maybe I will just take the picks and run. For me, is it in uh, his best interest to you know suck it up, play this play this season, and try to and try to just play the whole season healthy, right? One season healthy, and then it turns everything around because it's it's just he's just franchise tag for for one year. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's still making thirty six million dollars. I understand about the injuries. I know it takes <clears throat> one hit, but you go one this next year and he plays it healthy. Does that change everything for one year? Is, well, with his history, everybody's still with stuck his on it. injuries. No. I mean, with his injury history right now, if he gets hurt again, that's three years in a row. Nobody's gonna pay him no guaranteed money then. Or at least that much by any means. I mean, nobody will. Three straight years. This guy missed half the season last year. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. You can't miss half the season and expect to get all this guaranteed money. Then if he goes out there and plays on the on the on the on the tag this year, which is like what, 40 mil or something like that. It, a little less than that, probably it's probably like 35. But like if he goes out and plays on yeah, that tag and he gets hurt, there's no way, man. Yeah, you yeah. you want an MVP I- and you, you look like a monster for one season, but when if you can't sound the, to be a monster, then yeah, I, don't think it's a, I don't think it's in, in in his best interest to play for the Ravens. I think he sits out. Um, he tries to stay as healthy as possible, especially if he doesn't really have any weapons. I mean, he has Mark Andrews, and then he has to use his legs. I mean, this is what happened last season. Um, I feel like I feel like he's done with the Ravens. I don't think he goes back. Uh, contrary to what Ant believes, I feel like that, like it's over for them that the that whole situation is just it's probably like that past that breaking point and Lamar's just wants out he wants a new home he wants to play some football win a championship I just don't think that it's there with the Ravens and I mean if he if he does leave what does this mean for Mark Andrews is he still a top tight end is he still in that conversation is he still top five depending on whatever quarterback comes in is is he going to stay uh, fantasy relevant? Um, um, what what are your thoughts on that, uh, Cobra? I think he'll take a big blow to his fantasy like stock or like I I would be off of drafting Mark Andrews, you know, at least highly, maybe somewhere in the later half of the of the draft. But without Lamar Jackson, it, it's not the same. All right. What about you? What about you, Ant? Uh, it, w- it was clearly obvious, like regardless of him being hurt or not, 
he looked a lot different without, without Lamar last year, a lot different. So he wasn't going out there and putting up 25 points a game. He was putting up eight points a game. And that's a big difference when you're drafting somebody in the third, fourth round. So, I mean, um, the, I mean, well, he had I, that he had a pro bowl Tyler Huntley thrown to him. Yeah. Pro bowler. <laughs> and, and he made a pro bowl. I was about to say, come on, man. Pro bowl. But, I mean, it kind of depends on who you throw in there. If, it, if it's Huntley again, um, I still think he's top five just based off the so slim uh, five, but I mean, you never know. There's, there's hardly any tight ends you ever draft, you draft, you know, after Kelsey anyway. So, I mean, it's Kelsey and Pitts. Those are the only two you really rely on, and Pitts didn't do nothing last year. So, I mean, I, I still think he's top five, but it's, it's pretty cool. I, w- I, I, I'm, I've dra- I think he's gone before the sixth round for sure, though. Even with sixth. Huntley – as, as QB and he's like you said he was get, putting up eight points he he did really ruin a lot of people's fantasy uh playoff runs last year I need people are banging on him to take him down the stretch no Lamar uh Mark Andrews was not a, he was a non-factor yeah I still I still think he uh because I mean a whole offseason with Huntley if he stays I mean they'll, they'll get a little connection going I mean if he's a I mean, if, you, if all you got is Bateman, Huntley, and uh, Aguilar, yeah, you're, you're going to go to Bateman and Aguilar a little more, in my opinion. But uh, when when the tight ends really your safety blanket anyway, I, th- I think they'll get a little <clears throat> connection going. I mean, I mean they, they just threw Huntley in there because, because uh, Lamar hurts. I mean, he kind of got went on the whim. You know, you, you don't really have that whole time to get that connection going. So I think a full off season with the training camp, I think this will be top five all right. with Huntley. Paul, what are your thoughts on Mark Andrews? Right now, they have him ranked uh, number three overall tight end. I don't like these rankings. It's uh, fantasy pros. Um, <laughs> I don't like him at all because they got Hawkinson after him. I think Hawkinson's way uh, is going to be better oh, than yeah. him next season. Uh, I also, two. I also think Evan Ingram's going to be better than him next season. Um, but yeah, he's without Lamar, man. Yeah, we sound like a broken record. I, I mean, he's not the same. Like Ant says too. I mean, yeah, he maybe he's top five just because how slim it is, but I mean, he's not a guy, he's just not a guy you can go in there and bank on like, Hey, he's going to give me, you know, double digit every time. He's not that tight end without Lamar. And he's just kind of like a, a question mark every week or uh, like if you're banking on a matchup, he's got an easy matchup. Maybe you're going to get your 10 points out of him, but you're not going to get that, you know, two touchdowns, hundred yards, you know, in consecutive games out of him. So yeah. All right. Um, I know that this wasn't in the notes, but this is what I was uh, referring to earlier about some of the news that I heard. Um, Again, Odell Beckham Jr. He was spotted at the owners meeting and talking to one team in particular. I mean, he did speak with a lot of other executives from other teams, but this team in particular was pretty much being hinted at is where he's going to be signing. And that is where... Aaron Rodgers is going to the New York Jets. How do you guys feel about this? Odell to the Jets with Alan Lazard and um, Aaron Rodgers. I'll start with you, Cobra. Man, can can wide receivers just like stop going to the Jets? Fuck, excuse my language. Dude, like there were a bunch of guys in that team I was excited about. And then, you know, mainly like Garrett Wilson and at the time Elijah Moore. And then Alan Lazard shows up. And then Randall Cobb shows up. 
And then now, you know, maybe Odell shows up. It's like Aaron Rodgers don't throw the ball that much anyways, and you still have Brees Hall in the backfield. So I, I don't know. It's, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and what are your thoughts on that? I think it's really crowded if he goes there. Um, I personally don't see why he would. If he wants to be fantasy, if he wants to be relevant um, and be like, you know, flashy Odell, seven, eight catches, which might be rare now anyway. But if he, if he goes to the Jets, he's not going to put up the numbers he did with his previous teams. You know, it won't even be close between, um, I don't know, I can't think of the, the rookie. He killed it last year. Uh, uh, Wilson, what's, what's his first name? Garrett. Garrett. Yeah, Gary Wilson. Well, Gary Wilson, Lazard, um, and, and whoever else they got. They got like four. They got like five receivers right now, man. They're, they're all they're all decent. Like if not if not you know better than average. So I mean, there's 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 just no room for them. I don't see why he'd go there. I think I don't I don't want to dip into too much. But I think there's a few teams that he would go that he should go to over the Jets, and he'd still be <clears throat> with a marking quarterback and uh, can make a good fantasy run. All right, hold on real quick before we move on to any any other fantasy oh, news. Hey, this is breaking news, people. Breaking news: Sacramento Kings are making the the playoffs for the first time in 16 years, baby. Hey, light that beam. We going to the playoffs. Woo! Hey, Aunt, hey, 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 Aunt. I remember, I remember when I made the playoffs. Well, we made the playoffs for the first time, man. But sixteen years ago, you hear that, Paul? <laughs> it's been sixteen years. Sixteen years ago, yikes! I think my mom was still making my lunch for school. Jeez! Now the Jets are on the top. The, the New York Jets are on the top of the list for the longest playoff drought. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Well, speaking of the New York Jets, that might come to an end if. If everything, can, you know, I, we're still waiting on Aaron Rodgers to arrive there, aren't we? So, I mean, there's still a lot to play. Um, hey, with that Odell, with that Odell news, man, I think it's a good fit, man. I think he's been hurt the last two years. I think that, you know, maybe he doesn't, you know, takes takes the load off him a little bit, man. You know, let the guy, you know, you know, ease back into it instead of having to go, you know, be the man every time, or you have to re- really rely on somebody, somebody who's injury prone the last couple of years. So maybe he goes in here, you know. Take the take the load off. You know, you got all these other receivers you can throw the ball to, and maybe he stays he stays healthier, a lot more healthier this way. That way, uh, you know, spreading the ball around and not having to be the the go to guy every time. Oh, I like that. Good points, man. Those are solid points. Yeah, no, uh, could be a good signing. I mean, that probably could end the the Jets playoff drought. You never know. I mean, again, this is just rumor news that I heard, but the the person that was talking about it, they were pretty adamant that that's where he's going to sign to but you never know man and things change in the nfl pretty quickly um but yeah next up our next little segment man we're talking running back targets rb3s with the rb1 upside and i just again uh fantasy pros has some great articles so for all you fantasy football players out there fantasy pros is a great place to, to utilize um and, you know, just get some other ideas, other thoughts. But I really like this article that they put together. It's uh, five running backs with the RB1 upside. The The first one that they got on this list is Alexander Madison, the running back from Minnesota. They re-signed uh, 
Alexander Madison, despite a reasonable draft class and plenty other options on the open market, they have also been rumored to be ready to move on from Dalvin Cook, who is going to be 28th when the season starts. Uh, Madison has sat behind Cook since he was drafted in 2019. He's only made six starts, um, and that's when Cook's missed games. And in those uh, in games with Cook, Madison has averaged 5.4 rushing attempts per game and struggled to be fantasy relevant with a 4.74 PPR, um, obviously points per game. But in those six games that Cook missed, Madison returned to true RB1 numbers with a 20 points per game uh, average and 36 receiving yards and 79.5 rushing yards. And if the Vikings decide to move on from Cook to and save $9 million, then Madison could see his ADP and ranking spike by 30 spots very quickly. Truth, how you, uh, how you feel about the potential RB1 upside of Alexander Madison? Well, it's always been there, and everybody who's owned Delvin Cook knows that. Anytime, you know, he sprains his ankle or, you know, he gets a uh, cut on the finger in practice, everybody's rushing to go pick him up on the waivers because we just know how explosive this guy is and, and what he can do for you. I mean, I've, I've done it before, and I picked it up, and, you know, <clears throat> he's going to miss. Even if even if Dalvin Cook was missing one week, you know, I pick him up that one week, he's blowing up for 20 points. So he's, he's you know, he's that good. So – uh, if they're, they're moving away from Dalvin Cook, it's easy. You know, he's an easy top, you know, I'm not saying he's a top five running back. I mean, he's top 12 just because of the workload in Minnesota. He'll probably take the whole workload. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the guy the guy has, you know, the tools to be, you know, the every down back. He's only 24 years old, so the mileage on him, you know, since he's been out of college, it's, it's right there. He hasn't played that much, so he's still fresh. He's got fresh legs. Uh, I mean, he, easy number one if Dalvin Cook does, if they decide to move on. All right, big ant. I'm a big, I'm a big Madison fan. Um, I think he should have been a, he should have been starting for them already. I think I think Cook. I don't think he's gone this year. I think he'll stay, but he's gone for sure next year. But just based off contracts and this and that. Um, I like Paul said. I think he. I think probably around like top fifteen for sure. Like hands down, top fifteen. This guy's a banger. He 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 smacks people in the face, and uh, he runs with authority. I think he could easily run for a thousand yards. Um, and they're always on the goal line. So, I mean, I actually have 10 touchdowns. So he could be between that. Uh, uh, if you have a good year out of him and probably be like eight to 15 range. So RB two for sure. If you, if you, if you got the, you know, lion share of the, the work. All right. Cobra. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, if if Dalvin Cook is gone, um, Madison for me. I'm so I'm looking at the rankings right now in Fantasy Pros, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, like like this or that, this or that. You guys tell me. I'm gonna name some off, and, and it's around that that twelve to fifteen range ish. Um, Alexander Madison as the RB one mm-hmm. or Joe Mixon. Oh, Madison. Madison. Yeah, Madison. Madison or Aaron Jones? Madison. Aaron, Aaron Jones. No, Aaron Jones is done. Aaron Jones is nice. Madison or <laughs> Najee Harris? Madison again. Madison, I'm taking yeah. Madison, yeah. Over Najee? <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. Najee's ranked at 13 right now. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Uh, Madison or Ramondre Stevenson? Mm. Ooh, Ramondre. 
That's tough. Even though, even I'm though, going Madison. Even though, even though Ramondre had a, a bad ending to the season, I still like he has major upside. He has super potential. I really like Ramondre. No, we're talking Here's, Madison. A full, a full 16, 17 games, Madison. We're no, we're Give me no Madison. Cook. We're no cook. We're no, no cook. cook. Give no me cook. Madison. Give me Madison. Over, over Ramondre. Over Ramondre. Okay. Give me Madison. Let's keep pushing yeah, this. Give, that's give me Ramondre. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on, I'm on it right now. I, I, I'm being dead. I'm being dead ass. That's RB12 right there. Yep. Okay. Madison or Brees Hall? Oh, Brees Ooh, Hall. Brees. Oh, Brees coming Hall. off ACL, though. I'm going Madison. Just, yeah, yeah because Madison. of the injury. Madison. Because of the injury. Madison. Oh, yeah, you're tripping, you man. What? You're tripping. Oh, my goodness. You got to stop off that, that injury. right now. Coming you're off off that you guys stop it. Over going in, hey, as of as of right now, both going in as a starter. He's not going to play in the beginning of the season. Give oh me my the healthy running back right now. I'm taking Madison. I don't care if you misses four games. He'll sell more fantasy points. You're tripping, my boy. Don't he can miss four games. He'll sell more points. Stop, man. Stop it. What? You are tripping, man. No, you're tripping. That's probably the best. There's a reason why we all starting in Madison, isn't it? Oh man! Oh, oh yeah, neither is Brees, man. He's he'd be on the sideline watching. Still well, more points. Brees, I think at Brees Hall, Ramondre Stevenson's kind of where I about where I would have him. Who's the next one, Ryan? The next one, Tony Tony Pollard or Alexander Madison? Give me Madison. Oh, Pollard. Pollard. Nah, I'm kidding. Nah, I'm, I'm just kidding, man. I, was I, say, what I wanted to see Ant's face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> stirring that pot. Yeah, I wanted to see that face. Pot. Yeah, I just wanted to see. I just had to check. I just had to check. <laughs> All right, Alexander Madison, RB eleven. That's where we got him. I feel like yeah, I, I said it like top twelve, ten to twelve was where I'll put him at. I mean, especially if it's his team. Man, I'm I see it every time when he when I think it was the year before when he covered six games. The dude was almost like what 15, 20 points every time, man. And that's what you want from an RB one. So. He's a lock, man. I mean, he's he's electric every time I watch him play. Nice. Cool. That's it for me. <laughs> no, that was nice. Got Did me all any... got my feathers yeah, all ruffled man. up, man. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, with all that being said, Alexander Madison, where where do you guys think that he gets drafted at? All right, if there's no Dalvin Cook. Take him out of the equation. If Dalvin Cook gets cut, let go, traded, whatever, whatever have you, where is he drafted at? Hmm. I'll start with you, Paul. He's not going in the first. He'll probably go in the middle of the second if he's if he's the uh, um right there because just because uh based on our drafts, everybody goes running back. Everybody goes running back heavy, and I think he goes to the, uh, like in the middle of the second round if he's conf- confirmed. Um, <clears throat> starter for for the Minnesota Vikings. All right, begin. I say third round, maybe late fourth, right. or early fourth. Sorry, third round, early fourth. All right, Cobra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, at the very earliest, back end of the second round, probably early third. All right, yeah, no, I have him probably around the same thing, third round. He'll be a solid pickup for sure. Um, all right, next up on this list, Rashad Penny. So, oh, sorry. And before before we move on, they have Alexander Madison listed as RB42 currently. 
Rashad Penny is RB44 and obviously is with Philadelphia now. And they're saying that, you know, Penny's entering his sixth season and he finds himself with a new team for the first time where he'll be hoping to stay healthier than he's managed for the majority of his career over the last three fantasy seasons. Penny has played a total of 16 games. When Penny's on the field, though, he is undoubtedly one of the best pure rushers in the league. Second all-time in yards per carry with 5.69. And, is, and in his last eight healthy games, has averaged over seven yards per carry. Aiming to kickstart his career, Penny will have the opportunity behind one of the largest or one of the league's best offensive lines in Philadelphia. It's also worth noting that the league's competition uh, committee might look to outlaw the Eagles QB, QB sneak package that was so effective in 2022. I think that's stupid. They shouldn't do that. If that were to happen, then more goal line carries might be available for a powerful back like Penny. When it comes to Penny, there will always be an element of risk and reward, but fantasy football is a game to chase ceiling outcomes, and Rashad Penny ceiling is looking quite high in Philadelphia. Let's start with you, Big Ant. How you feeling about Rashad Penny's RB1 upside? Uh, definitely not RB1. Uh, I got him in the RB2 range, um, but, I mean, they do have, like, one of the best offensive lines in football, so that, that's a great place to go. Uh, he's really fast. Um, I'm just worried about his goal line, what they're going to do on the goal line with him. Uh, they'll be down there a lot, and they have Boston Scott, and there's another guy they had there for a while who they like to give the ball to on the goal line. And Penny, Penny he's a – He's a little, he's a bulky guy, so it's not like he can't handle the goal line work. I just don't know if he'll get it. You know, his teams are weird and they have hurts, obviously. So hurt hurts with the tank, so they'll probably just throw it to him. I mean, not throw it to him, run it with him. Um, I think he's an RB2. Easy, too. Like, he's really. All right. Cobra. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got him way higher than I got him, man. Um, I, I think the potential is there. So, I, I mean, I'm not that far off of you, but um, I just don't know how like how it's going to shake out. Kenneth Gamewell's still there. I, I think they'll be splitting snaps. Yeah, um, I, think I would imagine Penny will go into the Sanders role, um, which is valuable. So, I mean, I think 1,000 yards is on the table. The biggest thing is just the, the health, man, the injuries, just every season. Um, I was watching a – I was reading something about Rashad Penny today um, through five seasons, he's only played 42 games. It's like, dude, like it's like eight games a season. Um, so if he stays healthy, I, he absolutely has a potential to be like an RB2 range guy for sure. Um, it's just the health that I don't know. I, and also, too, it wouldn't shock me if they got another running back in that backfield. Okay. Yeah, I know it is a running back by committee over there right now. Um, truth. Yeah, man. Keep his carries down, man. I think when he gets like 23 carries, 25 carries in Seattle, he just starts piling up on him, especially coming off injuries. And, and he's so injury plagued. Maybe this guy just needs to be, you know, start the season off with maybe give him 10 carries, maybe push it to 12. Just because, you know, you want him to be serviceable, you know, as much as he can. And you want him on the field as much as possible. They got all these running backs. They'll probably end up drafting one. Um but I mean, I like Penny. I I don't. I see him going in like the fifth, sixth round, um, type of deal, kind of like later, because that's kind of where I got Miles Sanders last season in the fifth and sixth round. Uh, actually, I drafted Penny in the sixth round. I drafted him right after Miles Sanders, so I think he stays in the same area just because of the where he's played with injuries. But yeah, I mean, he's he's got the upside when he's when he's healthy. I mean, I traded him to some guy, you know, last season for. Uh, 
Jamar Chase, and uh, you know it was it was unbelievable, and I can't believe I pulled that trade off. Highway robbery. Yeah, I don't know how I pulled that trade off, but I mean, it just I sold him when he. You got to sell when he's hot. That's what a one a wise man once told me. So I, yeah, I just heard that. Yeah, recently. you got to sell him when he's hot. So that's that's one that's one guy you might want to sell. Maybe even next season, he starts to pan out pretty good, and yeah, he's, those carries are starting to look a little heavy. Ah, uh, you know what? Go ahead and see, see what my buddy Ant's up to. See if we can get a trade in. So, who do you think is going to be the starter in Philadelphia? Is it Gainwell or is it going to be Penny? Cobra. That's a yeah, it's a really good question. I'm going to I'm going to say it's probably going to be Gainwell. And I I only say that because of uh I thought he actually looked really good throughout the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Like he was he was good. And uh I think <laughs> coming off of a run like that um that he'll probably get the first crack at it, but you know, Penny, Penny will get a sizable touch uh, count too. So he'll, he'll still be valuable. All right. Truth. Yeah, I agree with, with Ryan. I think so. And maybe if it's the third and long, you leave Penny in there for like, you know, down blocking, he's the bigger back. You probably block a little bit better. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with a uh, gang. Well, he, he did play pretty good. I know we had him on a couple of parlays, uh, and, and, and he, he hit you know, too. yeah, exactly. He was the one guy actually hitting everything. So, uh, maybe he's earned to start, he's earned a spot to be able to start. So, give him a shot and then just kind of let Penny work himself in there slowly. All right. What about you, Ant? Do you guys think Gainwell is better than Penny, or is it just because he's been in Philly longer? I think he's been in there longer and he's just really productive in that spot when he when they give him a chance you know run the ball or catch the ball at the at the backfield i think he's been pretty productive so i feel like in my eyes they mean give him a shot you know to start off the season and then um but penny i mean if he stays healthy we all know what kind of back he can be i think that's why they weren't uh i think that's why they were able to let miles go and not re-sign him was because they had gained well they just, I feel like they just picked Penny up because, you know, he could be a solid RB2 right Cheap. behind. Yeah. Well, to answer your question, no, I think Penny starts. No brainer. I think Penny starts. Okay. I like Easy. it. All right, man. Ne- oh, what did, did I say, y'all? Did I already ask you, Cobra? No, I yeah, didn't. Huh? Yeah. Oh, did I? Yeah. Okay, I'm tripping. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's late. I'm tired. Uh, next up, uh, RB 49, Sam J. Perrine, the new Denver running back. After an impressive 22, 2022 campaign, Sam J. Perrine hit the open market at a perfect time and was snapped up by the Denver Broncos, who are seeking a solution to their running back woes with Javante, Javante Williams recovering from a torn ACL and LCL injury. Williams suffered the injury on October 2nd, giving him 11 months to be fully recovered in time for the season, which by no means is a sure thing. 2022, we saw JK need significant time to ramp up on his return from a similar injury, as did fellow Raven Gus Edwards. It shouldn't be surprising to us if the Broncos aren't in a rush to get Williams back on the field and prefer that he returns healthy when able to do so. Recent reports speculate a wide range of outcomes for for Williams with anything from no missed time to an entire season possible, possibly. Sam J. Perrine showed in 2022 while filling in for Joe Mixon that he is an able running uh, running back, outproducing Mixon in forced missed tackles per game and yards per reception. His ability as a three-down back 
in what looks to be set and what looks to be set a run a run heavy scheme under Sean Payton could produce a lot of fantasy points. So with that being said, Cobra, Samjay, RB1. Might be. He might be. If if Javonta Williams is out for the season or or just doesn't have to be out for the season, just misses time at the beginning. Um Samaj P. Ryan definitely is not gonna be RB forty nine. Like I would mm. probably say like Probably like top. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, top twenty. Like, I mean, top, top twenty four sure. would be an RB two, RB two, right? Top like, twenty for sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, kind of depends that. on how long how long he's out for. Like, if Javante's out half the year or four to six weeks, yeah, that's six weeks of starter. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. But he's gonna come back. From- he's gonna ease him back. He's not gonna be the same. Uh, Javante, you know, Williams, you know, when he left, so it's gonna be a while. So he's still gonna, honestly, this is this is uh, Samadre Pre Ryan's year, man. He this is gonna be his whole, you know, show it. I mean, <clears throat> what what he's got, and he's he's a great running back, man. He just never he just never gets time. He's always behind, a, you know, a good running back, so or a great running back. But when this guy has the time, you know, when he gets the carries, I mean, he he's very serviceable, and he could be the RB two. He could actually be. A, you know, turn into the RB one, get him in the you know second or third round, and you you know match him up with your other guy you drafted in the first round, and you could potentially have two first round or, or uh, top tier running backs. You have two number one running backs on your team, so I feel like he has the potential to be an RB one, uh, just depending on how everything goes in uh, <clears throat> in Denver. All right. Uh, the, the last thing I'll say about Pirine is I think his stock is going to rise in fantasy as we get closer to the season. And if, especially if Javante is going to be out sometime, um, I think, <laughs> I think when it's all said and done, P Ryan is going to, he's going to be like the, uh, the one player, like one of those players that either can like win you a league, if you draft him at a good value and he ends up being like an RB one, cause he has the talent. He outplayed Mixon easily last season. Mm-hmm. Um, he could either like be a league winner or if you draft him too high, like if you don't get enough value on him and he doesn't work out, Javante comes back or one of these other backs works into the rotation too much, then he could end up like damaging your team. <laughs> so just depends on where you draft him. All right. I know we'll have, I know that uh, in the summertime, we're going to have the Cobra Corner where Ryan is going to, you know, be placing some of these people, you know, in a potential draft spots. We ain't doing that tonight, but big ant. Yeah, um, if he's the RB one for at least half the year, I don't mind it. Like, uh, like Ryan says, as we get further to the draft, we'll, we'll know a lot more about it. But to be honest, we didn't, we haven't even seen Dante Williams to even blow him up. You know, I'm like he had a he had Melvin Gordon to continually beat him out. You know, so I mean, Super Bowl champ Melvin really Gordon even, is he really even the guy? Like, is he really even like that? You know, is he even is he even you know that good? Like. But I think P. Ryan could easily be a top fifteen RB in fantasy if um, he gets the load. Oh yeah, he'll get the whole load. <laughs> Here we go, back to the loads. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, to be honest with you, uh, I never really knew too much of uh, on P. Ryan, but. Uh, I just know that he did have a, a decent season or a good season last year. Um, and j- recovering from an ACL and an LCL injury, man, that's a that's crazy. I mean, again, 
he might even not even play next season. So we'll see how that goes. And if he does, if he does come back and and plays, he's probably going to be on a snap count, like a limited snap count. So, yeah, that's why I think it's his whole year. This is Samadre P. Ryan's year, man. He's got. I mean, if he ends up doing good, I don't know what kind of contract they signed him to. I think it was a two year, if I believe, if I remember correctly. But if it was a one year and he shows out, I mean, he might get paid the following year. So, I mean, on a contract year, you know, the running backs like to ball out. Let's see what real quick. What is his contract? Yeah, two years. Two years. Yeah, I think it was two years. Yes, sir. All right, man. Next up, we got RB33. I don't even know how. So I don't know how they got these. I don't know about these rankings, but RB33, Antonio Gibson, running back for Washington. The Washington Commanders are a team that is a hard that is hard to understand on paper. They have some exciting players on offense, but are counting on a fifth round draft pick, Sam Howell, to take a meaningful leap in 2023 after just a single start in 2022 when he couldn't earn more playing time than Carson Wentz and Tyler Heineke, who are both now off the team. The team has yet to make any moves at running back, leaving the backfield to be carved up between Gibson and Robinson Jr. The the back oh what the hell? The backfield was a mess at times in 2022 with neither Gibson nor Robinson providing much in the way of fantasy returns, but where Gibson stands is out is his work in the receiving game, averaging 3.9 targets per game in comparison to Robinson's uh, one. If for any reason uh, Gibson becomes the RB1 of the backfield, he has the skill set to capitalize. How do you guys feel about this one? I don't really know. I don't like I don't like where they got him ranked at. Um, I'm going to start with you, um, Paul. Antonio Gibson, man, I think he's just going to fade away. This is Brian, my boy B-Rob's uh, <clears throat> bulk load for sure. I mean, the guy got shot last season and, and before, before he started playing. I mean, and then he came back and still down near put up a thousand yards rushing. You know what I mean? This guy's full season, off season. He's gonna be able to bulk up. You know, he's got a. I mean, I. I mean, just the way he played last season, he knows the system now. I feel like this guy's gonna be Rob. Just gonna you know take over and Antonio Gibson. You're just really gonna see him just sparingly. You're not really gonna see him a lot. Yeah, you're gonna get the you know third downs once in a while, but I don't for fantasy. Uh, I I I would bake on him. I don't, I don't even think he's draftable in my eyes for me. Do you see any RB one upside at all? I don't personally. Negative. Yeah, he's nowhere nowhere in that conversation. All right, big ant. He's a flex. Hundred percent. Uh, yeah, he's a flex. Um, he'll he'll he'll, he'll still get some load. He's 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 really young. It's not it's not like he's like twenty eight, twenty nine. He's like twenty five. So he's still really young. It's unfortunate that where he's at in this situation, but I still think he has uh, upside. I mean, he's not like you know, getting twenty-five carries a game, but he'll still get ten carries a game. You know, get like five catches. So he'll, he'll, he'll still be involved. All right, Cobra. Yeah, um, man, do you guys remember when Gibson was like a round two pick? Those are the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now, I, you know, for fantasy purposes, correct me if I'm wrong, but J.D. McKissick is gone, right? Like, he's not in Washington. Yeah, he's, gone. Yeah, he's out of there. Okay, so I think Robinson is the one. But, I mean, Gibson is mildly interesting. That I think that's why they probably got him at RB33. Um, flex, he's the flex guy at best, and he's probably going to get most of the passing work in that offense. But who knows what that offense is going to be with the a rookie quarterback. So. Yeah, uh, you know, he'll probably not be on my draft list, but 
you never know. Yeah, he may be he may be a flex down the season. You never know if uh, Ryan Robinson gets injured. Probably somebody to pick up on waivers. Um, I just I don't I don't see any I don't see any upside with with Gibson at all, man. That's just my personal thoughts. Brian Robinson get injured? Come on, man! The dude took some bullet shots. You think he's gonna go down? This guy's a tank. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> all right. Next up on this list, man, we got RB fifty one Jalen Warren. 2022 represented a break from the norm with Mike Tomlin, who typically prefers one running back to absorb as much of the workload as possible. Jalen Warmer, Jalen Warren, a former undrafted free agent, earned his way onto the field while Najee was struggling with a foot injury, and Harris never managed to wrestle back complete control of the backfield. Harris's opportunity share was 83% in 2022, but that dropped to 63 with Warren taking some of the work away. Warren outproduced Harris in yards per carry with 4.8 to Harris's 3.8 and had 8.3 yards per reception to Harris's 5.5. If Harris struggles in 2023 or suffers another in- injury, Warren could be one of the most valuable handcuffs in fantasy football. Big Ant, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. Right I, I think uh, I don't know about him. I didn't, didn't watch a lot of P- Pittsburgh. But uh, even 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 if Najee goes down or if he doesn't look good, he's still going to be the guy. Um, if he gets hurt, um, I don't even like they, they had rushing issues with Najee. Is he going to come out and do any better for him? I mean, the Lions garbage. <laughs> they they got a uh, hogwash. Some, some young quarterback who's not even that great to be honest. I mean, a couple receivers and Najee. So I mean, if I, I'm I'm kind of sticking away from Pittsburgh. All around, but um, yeah, it's just kind of boring to me. <laughs> no, I, I don't know I, much about the guy. I actually stashed him a couple of weeks because of the fact that I even put it on a, a couple of pods, and uh, I remember telling that to Ryan, and Ryan looked at me like, "Yeah, I was looking at him too." But yeah, uh, Warren, he has the upside. Uh, but to your point, Ant, for sure. I mean, the offensive line there—it's not too great, I don't think. Um, but. For the question for this, you know, can potentially be an RB one if he goes down. I don't, I don't think he could be RB one, but maybe he'd be an RB two. I think he moves up one. Um, I, I mean, I just, I was waiting on, I was waiting on a, a Warren to get his chance all last season, but Harris decided to play with the injuries and still cut into the time. So I never really got a good look. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, he's a solid handcuff if he can get some time because I, in a short. In a short little, you know, production, I seen him. He was okay. All right, Cobra. Yeah, he's he's just okay. He um he had a couple weeks there where uh he looked pretty good and he, he had some decent numbers, but you know, Najee Najee's the guy. And you know, if anything happens, like Ant said, that Pittsburgh offense is so bad that I don't think they'll be worth much anyways. Like. Even if Najee goes out, say Najee goes out for the rest of the season. Let's say, okay, here's a hypothetical. Let's say Najee gets hurt like this summer and he's out for the whole 2023 season. Where does Jalen Warren go? He's still I, not a sexy pick to me. No, I think so he would like, be an RB3. Like 15 20 range. Yeah, he's not 15 20. Holy cow. <laughs> I was no, thinking like for a starting running back. Come on, man. But on the, but on yeah, he's 15 20 range. Yeah, he's like. Let's okay. Let's, he's let's definitely go back fourth to round. Well. Definitely fourth round. 
Okay, I think he, he takes the I bulk think, load, right? I don't know if he'd crack top twenty-four for me, but um, okay, let's okay, let's 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 go back to this real quick. J.K. Dobbins or Jalen Warren? Warren. Dobbins. Warren. Warren. That's RB seventeen, Paul. I'll take him. Damn. Dobbins. Okay. We've um, already seen Dobbins. What? We've already seen Dobbins when he's the man. We haven't seen the upside. I mean, think about it, man. This guy's fresh. He's young. Dobbins injury prone. I would take Dobbins. Warren yes. or Cam Akers? Cam Akers. Okay. RB eighteen. Hold on, that's a good I'm question. That was difficult. That was a little <laughs> difficult, man. Taking Warren, man. I think I might have to go with uh, Warren too because of what happened, and that, like, you know what I'm saying. That's that's that salty taste in my mouth where it's like, I had Cam, I drafted Cam, and he, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> he didn't draw three hundred. three hundred yard game. Give, give me Camilla Acres. I like um, it. <laughs> Damian Pierce yeah. or Warren? Oh, Damian. I'll never draft Pierce ever in my Wait, life. Well, that sucks. You guys know the you guys know the the, the singletary sign with the Texans, right? Yeah. Yeah. So are you are you so far are you, are you okay with that? Uh I still think Pierce is the guy. I don't yeah, really care the what they do in, in Houston, man. The and they they all suck out there, so it doesn't really okay. matter. Uh DeAndre Crazy. Swift or Jalen Moore? Swift. Swift. Uh, talking about three games one, swift, uh, or are we talking about sixteen games swift? You stumped me on that one. To be honest. <laughs> Which one are you talking about? I, I mean, this is a legit question. Um, Which healthy, one are we talking healthy, about? Healthy going into the year, Swift. Splitting time with my boy David Montgomery, Swift, or are we talking yeah. about Jalen Warren? You know, taking the uh, whole load. Hypothetical, Paul. <laughs> Splitting time with old man Montgomery. What are you talking about? You're talking oh, about Swift? Montgomery, man. Montgomery's the top. top Swift is our, back, Swift man, like. is a backup running back right now, and then you got Jalen Warren who's going to be a starting running back. I'm all, you're obviously going to take Jalen Warren. J- take Jalen Warren. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, you know, I guess I think he would be around that 20 range for me. You know, in the mix with like Damian Pierce, DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders, Montgomery, James Conner, those kind of guys. Like he'd be in that mix. What? Why is Pierce so high up there, man? Pierce is good. Huh. Yeah, he wasn't on your team on the end of the season. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Pierce, has, Pierce still almost had 1,000 yards. And hey, like four- hey, go, hey, go ahead and take him on, on your team at the end of the year. <laughs> who who are you talking about? You're talking about 1,000 yards and been in this game? Like, Pierce he did sucks, the same thing. Man. Uh, Pierce sucks, all right? <laughs> all right, whatever you're saying, man. Oh, man. All right, that's it for me. I just, I just think it's interesting. He's Warren's okay. <laughs> He's okay. Does he have? Is he potential running back one? Okay, or just like RB two, RB two, RB three? Yeah, he's just okay. Like if I don't, if if Najee goes down for the season and I have to bid on him with Fab on the waiver wire, I'll give him a cool twenty five percent call today. If I give you him, blow, cool, you wouldn't blow your load if you really need a running back. <laughs> no, no way. Uh, Not on Jalen Warren. Uh, gotta okay. be, gotta be a lot prettier than that. <laughs> <laughs> Copy that. Yo. <laughs> All right, man. And with that, uh, let's go into players we will never draft again. Um, who want to kick this one off, man? We talk. I'll, I'll talk about the guy we just talked about, DeAndre Swift. Man, some guy who can't stay healthy. He's always playing backup. 
I'm cool off. I'm cool off Swift, man. I, I I had him one year when he was great, and then I got him again the following year, and he was just horrible, and he hasn't been the same since. So I mean, I, I'm st- I stay away from this guy, man. I'm probably not going to draft him. DeAndre Swift is one of the guys that's off my radar. I know he has so much potential and he does good, but I don't know, man. He just he just rubs me the wrong way. Oh yeah, yeah. I was going to say something, but let me not. <laughs> Big, oh, man, I, we, we lost. lost Ryan. He'll so be do, you, do you have like a list of players or do you only have just just Swift? Uh, this is I'll have I'll probably have uh, I'll, I'll probably think of some as we go. But uh, that, was right, off the, that was just that was I'm just off the top of my head. All right. Yeah, no, no, no. As for me, man, um, there's a I got. So for me. Never, I'm never drafting David Montgomery again. That he's he's number one on my list. <laughs> I I drafted him. He didn't do nothing for me, man. Um, I had Travis Etienne on that list, but seeing what he was able to do for Ryan last year, he's uh he's he he got put back on. But it, for sure, it's David Montgomery. I got Russell Wilson on there. Guys that I will never draft. Um. Who else do I got on my list? Well, Cam Akers. There you go. Thank you. Cam Akers. Cam Akers on my list. Um, who else? Wide receivers. Do I have any wide receivers that I would never draft again? I don't think so. I don't think so. What about you, uh, Ant? Michael Thomas. Michael <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> My boy, Michael Thomas has been on his team the last four years. <laughs> Long time. He's done nothing for me for four years. I've, four, hey, I've been four years. Some good stock this guy. Hey, my boy, my boy, yeah, he's 16 round. Oh, I got my sleeper. Woo! Hey, you guys, <laughs> ready? you guys, you guys, wait till next season. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> he's just messed. Hey, Michael Thomas is just man. He's done you dirty yeah. the last four years, ain't? That's the only one yeah, I can think of. On the IRP, right? Hey, I think. He's hey, look at the news on him. To you see the news on him? What today? Nah. <laughs> it says Michael Thomas is not not a hundred percent healthy after his toe surgery. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> so you you're supposed to say, yeah, I'm a I feel good after a surgery. No, this guy's uh I'm not a hundred percent healthy. Like, okay, this guy's nothing but problems, man. Cobra. You got a list for us? Yeah, did you guys already run through yours? Yeah, somewhat. I think somewhat. I, I, I called out Dave Montgomery, Cam Akers, and um, Russell Wilson. Nice. Yeah, I had Wilson on mine too. Um, tripping. All right. Yeah, I got I got some guys. Um, Michael Thomas was on there too. I haven't drafted <laughs> him in, in ages. Um, first on my list, uh, okay. Ceh. Clyde Edwards Alaire. Oh man, thank you. I forgot about him. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I've never league? drafted him before and I never will. Is he still um, in the league? <laughs> not for long. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's that video out there? Get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. You're gonna be playing <laughs> for the long dong tigers. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, CEH, he's number one on the list. <laughs> Uh, another guy on the list that I think a lot of people draft and when I do a lot of mock drafts or I'm in different leagues this this running back he's a running back 
usually falls to me somewhere in the third round, and I never, ever, ever, ever take him. I always pass on him for somebody else, um, and that's uh, John Connor. I'm sorry, I mean, uh, what's his James name? James Connor. James Connor. <laughs> Averaging two yards a carry. Yeah. My boy. My boy, big game, James. You sure you kidding me? Oh, you guys are tripping. My boy had 18 will, touchdowns two years ago. I will always How find a reason to pass on him. <laughs> yeah, what a bum. He wasn't James nice. He been nothing since Pittsburgh. <laughs> boy, big game, James. You guys are tripping, man. So those are my running backs. Uh, I got a couple more on there, but they're not like – I don't hate these guys. I got Antonio Gibson. I just think he's a bust. Um, and then I, I have okay, so this one's gonna surprise you guys. I have Nick Chubb. What um, only, Nick Chubb? There's nothing wrong with Nick Chubb. I, I like him as a player, he's fine. It's just where he goes in the drafts, like that that round two, round one-ish. Um, I'll never ever draft him there. So I, okay. I, he never ends up on my team. Wow. So um wide receiver, I got Michael Thomas, I got Mike Williams. I just rostering Mike Williams for a full season. Was like riding a roller coaster the entire time. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll pass on that. Uh-huh. Um, and then Gabe Davis, I ain't falling for that again. Ooh, thank you. Yeah, nah, you yeah, trade. You, you got game on me. Full yeah, me I should have never traded for him last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no thanks to Gabe Davis. Um, and then quarterback, I got uh, Russell Wilson. You know, and then uh, tripping, and then Derek Carr, Geno Smith over Russ right now. Stop it, man! You guys will be sorry. Watch when I watch when I draft Dangerous in in the sixteenth round. You and then becomes. Hey, what about Cortland Sutton, man? That's a guy that I'm. I don't really like a lot. Cortland Sutton has never really been a a guy that's. I think I drafted him once, and I think I steered away from him. The last time I picked him up was because somebody had dropped him. Cortland Sutton. Ah, Sutton. And then he still, once I picked him up, I think he went right back to the waivers. But he's always been a guy that, like, he just, you know, good one week and then crappy the next. That's another guy I remember I, I'll stay away from. You know who? Uh, so the other guy that I'll stay away from is Marquez Valdez Scanling, man. I, I think I drafted him when uh, he was with the Packers. And then he's just been trash ever since i mean he hasn't really done much in the league and yeah no i i will never roster him again i'll never draft him or anything yeah do you guys have anybody else on your list i don't see anybody else really maybe maybe zeke elliott we talked about a guy uh i'm probably gonna stick stay away from uh Najee harris for the next couple of years for sure smart man yeah i'm not smart really him man. no more yeah, you're you're not alone on that one. But there's he's still high on. I, what, where do you think Najee actually goes? You think somebody picks him up in the second round? Just because of his name, if, I if think. it is, it should be like late second, yeah, maybe early third. Yeah, they got him as like RB twelve, thirteen right now. So that's like a third, late second, third round pick, I think, maybe. Okay. I think he's okay. It's just that Pittsburgh offense, man, with Kenny Pickett, just like, ugh. Just don't want any part of it. Yeah, you th- yeah do you think that it's because of that, that horrible passing game that the run, the run game is just not going to do anything? Yeah. Oh, you that, know, who, uh, Allen Robinson's another another person I'll never have on my team again. Mm-hmm. Two Chicago, two ex-Chicago players I'll never, I'll never have. Busts, both of them. 
Uh, I want to throw I want to throw a tight end out there, Dawson Knox. He's uh, upset me plenty of times. That's a good one, Dawson Knox. I, <laughs> I man, the dude has so much upside because he's got the quarterback situation. He's got you know one of the best, and damn, you think he's just gonna you know he should be a lot better than what he is, man, or what he does, and then just continues to let you down, man. Especially you go in there Monday night. All I need is three points. Oh, I got Dawson Knox, man. Doesn't one catch it. for five yards, and then you lose. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Give me something better. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I had him last year. and But good thing I had Gerald, Gerald Everett, man, on both my teams. So I was able to uh, to play uh, Gerald, and I really do like him as a tight end. But, um, yeah, no, I remember I benched uh, Dawson, and that week uh, he went off for like 20-something points, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I played him next week, and I didn't get anything, bro. Exactly, so, man. He's the worst, man. He's, he's like, just hey, the worst. Yeah. The Gabe Davis of tight ends. <laughs> Ironically, they found the same team, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of tight ends, I think one guy that a lot of people are going to feel pretty strongly about um, will be like Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Kyle Pitts is one of those guys that is just, you know, polarizing. Like he has all the talent, but is in that situation. And, you know, you'll never do, you'll never deal with Kyle again. Uh, me, oh, me personally? No, nah. I'm going back to the well, baby. <laughs> I'm ready for more. <laughs> hey, I, I, I remember I I traded for him and I thought I got a steal and then he got hurt the the, the next game. I was like, oh man, I got all this good stuff. Ryan hyped me up. I think Ant traded him to me in in his league and I was all juiced. And then he was only on my team for what uh two quarters and then <laughs> and then I had to cut him. <laughs> He was on the come up, man. Like he was on the come up, and then he got hurt. That guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If we have no players, or if that's that's our list of players, man. Uh, let's get into this last and final segment real quick. Our running back bold predictions. Uh, got a list of questions for you guys. I'm gonna uh, start with Big Ant. Who's the league's leading rusher next season? My yards? Yeah, yards. So rushing. <laughs> no, I that there's I got that question next. I'm talking about yeah, leading rusher in yards, yes. <laughs> uh that's hard. Um Fine, I guess I'll jump in there. It's gonna be Nick Chubb, man. No more, uh, no more playing. Uh, <clears throat> what's a uh, Kareem Hunt back there? He's gonna be the he's gonna be the guy every carry. Nick Chubb goes back to the top, and he's already got a couple rushing titles. I think Nick Chubb takes it. All right. You still you still thinking it? I was Derrick Henry. Oh, Derrick Henry. He doesn't. Where's he gonna play at though? He'll say in Tennessee. I thought they're looking. I thought they're looking for a trade for him right now. I know there hasn't been no be, real news. Could be it could be better. Regardless, need Derek Derek Henry. All right, Covers. Uh, Ant took mine. Um, that's okay. I'll, I'll I'll pick another guy. Um, give me Jonathan Taylor. Bounce back. Wow. Here. 
Wow. Hope you draft him too. Wow. For you the know. right price. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's always a price tag. Huh? You know, for me. Nah, for nah, me, nah. Put that back on the counter. That's too much. <laughs> for me, man, it's CMC, man. I think he's going to lead the league in rushing yards, man. And that 49ers team, you know what I'm saying? Uh, who? I mean, who, Elijah Mitchell is always injured. CMC's going to be the man. Doesn't really have to share too much. He's going to handle business this year. He's going to coming back two with two two years uh, fresh from the injury. Look at what Saquon was able to do two years. I mean, he just played for the Giants, so that was the only downside to that. But CMC's going to, I feel, the league's leading rusher. All right. So to the next question, who's the fantasy leading rusher? Like in points. Now we're talking points. I'm gonna go ahead, Paul. I'm going right where you left off, man. CMC. That's a no-brainer. The guy's gonna catch the ball. You're gonna get you're gonna rush the ball. You're gonna do it everything. It's your Swiss Army knife right there. This guy's gonna lead in fantasy points. He's predicted to go number one in every single uh <clears throat> draft. So um even when he was with Carolina, he was predicted to go number one in a lot of uh drafts. And he was he led the league in fantasy when he was over there. Now he's in San Francisco. Come on, man. Easy pick with CMC. All right. Big Ant. Tony Pollard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez, we got to start getting tested on the show. <laughs> last year. What's wrong with that? What's up? Uh, Are you serious? Bro? I thought you being serious, eh? Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Cobra. Um, I mean, this is a bold prediction segment, so uh, we'll go bold. The pe- uh, big asterisk, just depending on where this guy lands, uh, Bijan Robinson. Bijan, okay. I like that. That's that's new. Where is he going? Who knows? Yeah, there's. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's obviously dependent, but uh, I think Bijan has a shot. Or uh, I think I mean there's a bunch of guys on here I could see. Like I, I almost said Jonathan Taylor or or like Ken Walker. Ken Walker with the full season could do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think Saquon man might might lead the league in fantasy points this year. Saquon. He, Saquon. He started off strong, man. He just ended. Pretty horribly, and a lot of it attributed to Daniel to Daniel Jacobs, uh, or Daniel, whatever his name is, Daniel Jones, <laughs> Jacobs, Danny Dimes. I think you call him something different every time. <laughs> no, no, I don't know that quarterback, man. <laughs> He's subpar quarterback, man. But no, I, I think, I mean, like again. He could average a potential twenty-two points a game, man, and I think he's going to lead the league, man. So yeah, all right, man. Uh, who who's leading the pass? Uh, the, who's the league's leading pass catcher out? You know, at the backfield. Uh, we'll start with you, Big Ant. Uh, that that one's probably uh, CMC. Okay. Just because well, the name about- off so much, and uh, I'm just worried about CMC's timeshare. To be honest with you, man, that's the only reason why I'm not so high on that. Is because the Niners, no matter, it don't matter who the Niners have a running back, they like they like to share the rock. So that's the only reason why I'm not like kind of CMC. Yeah, he's obviously probably the consensus number one pick in all drafts, but 
Like the Niners share the rock, no matter who it is. Yeah, no, you're right about that. But I, you know, you never know. It might be different uh, this coming season, especially if, from what I'm hearing, Brock Purdy is starting quarterback. The only reason why they shared the rock so much is because of how they had to run the ball so much. And, you know what I'm saying? And also, we did have a few different running backs who were pretty, pretty good in Mostert and then Jeff Wilson and then Elijah Mitchell. But yeah, if we're not, I mean, it, if we don't, go ahead. I, I'll just say, I think it is smart to, to also share the rock because he has, he has, he has, a, he's had a history of injuries. So, I mean, it's obviously smarter to go that route anyway, but I still think he leads the league in receptions. Him or Eckler. Eckler had like 107 this year. So, yeah, that's about, that's what, <laughs> that's what yeah, I was yeah. going to say. Uh, Honestly, it just depends on where Eckler goes. That is true. Paul. I want to say out, outside of the two obvious choices. Those two guys. I want to say I want to see Travis Etienne get some more catches out there. I mean, they spread the ball out a little bit more. Jacksonville throw a couple more screens, a little outside, real quick. You know what I mean? Uh, I think Etienne could be that guy. I mean, he's uh, <clears throat> I know he's a smaller guy too. He can wiggle his way through there. But uh, yeah, Etienne, my pick. Nice. That's a good pick. What about you, Cobra? Yeah, outside of the two obvious, CMC and Eckler, um, I think it's going to be Ramondre Stevenson. He had 69 receptions last year, over 400 yards receiving. I think he could go higher. All right. I like it, man. That was – I mean, obviously, I was going to say Eckler, man. That's the only one that I could think of. But um, the last question, man. Biggest fantasy bust this season. I'm talking Jonathan Taylor bust. <laughs> Cobra. Yeah, Um. Out of the top ten, I think the guy that has like the 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 best odds of being a bust is Travis Etienne. Um, okay. I heard some rumors that they might they're looking for some more help in that backfield. Um, outside of like Jim Michael Hasty, somebody else that's a little bit better. Um, and Etienne, man, I like him a lot. I think he's really good. He's he's a little bit undersized. Um, he doesn't get enough of the passing work <sighs> because they have so many weapons in Jacksonville. Um, it just wouldn't surprise me if he gets drafted high, like in the second round, but he ends up kind of like being like a mid value, just kind of okay, but not like a superstar for your team. All right. I like it for me, Josh Jacobs from fantasy or from rushing leader to fantasy bus, man. I think that's how it goes this year. Big ant. I was going to say ten as well. I just don't think he's going to touch the ball enough. I think they're going to sling it a lot. Um, and even when he had, even when he had the timeshare, he, he, I mean, I, I, yeah, he has like the explosiveness, but he also has those where he just mm-hmm. gets hit in the backfield and goes nowhere. So I feel like he, uh, he could cost you some. Or depending on where you draft him, but yeah, like if you draft him in the first round, I think it's going to be bad. Okay. All right, Paul, it's on you, man. Tony Pollard drafting <laughs> a little higher, drafting a little too high. I, th- I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, he's showing flashes coming off the injury. And what did he break? He broke a bone, didn't he? So, uh, I mean, he didn't maybe tear, he doesn't he come didn't back. Tear a muscle. 
Maybe he doesn't come back. Hey, this is a prediction. Just relax, man. Just, <laughs> it's both predictions, man. I'm, both geez, predictions. I'm just saying, what you know, you know, there's no Zeke. He's the number one guy now. You know, all the reports are on, you know, Tony Pollard now, how to stop him. You know, it could be a little bit different. Relax. I'm just saying, you know, don't put all your chips in the bag. You know what I mean? Just where do you draft him? I mean, you're probably gonna draft him high. I mean, Tony Pollard's gonna go high. You're top ten running back, right? So I mean, you tell me? I'm just, I, I, this is a bold prediction, man. You Relax. tell me. <laughs> well, at least tell me where he's gonna go. I mean, I this is a bold prediction. He's a top ten running back. I'm just saying. Hopefully, he lives up to that. That's all I'm saying. You hit him in the fields, man. Jeez, man. <laughs> We're not talking about Dak. We're talking about Tony Pollard. Relax. Oh man. That's good. All right, man. I don't have any other questions. You guys got anything else, man, before we I had something else, but I, I wanted to end it with Ant. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see him get a little red, my boy. No, he did get red. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, man. If we ain't got anything else, man, uh, remember, this Friday, 8 p.m., we got TIYF Presents Game Time. This is the Sports Talk Podcast that we just started last week. It's me, Jose, and, and then on Sundays, we got the TIYF Baseball Podcast with The Truth and Big Ant. That You can catch them live uh, at noon right here on YouTube and on Twitch. And also, you can catch their podcast out on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcast at, along with this one, man. And this uh, podcast will be available Friday morning at 6 a.m. This time, I promise. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be late. Also, I need a. Uh, you'll be able to get the TIYF Game Time podcast soon. I'm still working on that. That'll be out available here um, this weekend. But yeah, man, make sure you uh, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at TIYF Podcast. Hit us up. Oh, also on TikTok, man. We at TIYF Podcast or TIYF Pod, sorry. And make sure you like, subscribe, follow, do all the things, man. For the TIYF crew, this is your boy Billy F. Gates, aka Steaming Billy Beeman. We out, baby. Go Warriors. Shout out to Sacramento Kings. Let's go.